Eminem that he talks about purple pills. Anyways, uh, podcast is live. We're talking about purple pills. <laughs> yeah, pills. Yeah. Special podcast here yeah. for you. Uh, uh, been very excited about this one here for a couple different reasons. Our guest today, let me formally introduce him before we get right into it. This man, when you see his face, you're going to think of something else, but you have to know one thing about this man. Um, he was on the honor roll every term in high school. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Every term in high school. Mm-hmm. Badass wrestler. Uh, badass wrestler in uh, Missouri State uh, high school activities. Then he went and became, you know, association state championships as a senior in wrestling. Aside from that, he goes to Bellator. He knows how to email and uh, turn a girlfriend into a wife. We need to kind of figure that out for a couple of these guys here, yeah. Mike. If we can teach us some lessons there, he's Mike. He's taking his blue pill, red pill. We're trying to make him a red, purple, purple pill. pill. We don't Pat's know. Pat's referencing yet. Eminem and B12. And, but I'm going to tell you this here. Here's, here's for me. So, a couple things when I watch you, man. One, I think today, if, if I was to say, you know, like if I want to watch basketball, I want to watch Steph Curry play. To me, he's exciting. You know, if mm-hmm. I want to, John Morant is exciting to me. Certain people are exciting to me. Certain people are not exciting to me. Those guys are exciting, right? Like, you wanted to watch Michael play. You wanted to watch certain people play. Judge just hit her 60-second home run. 60-second home run. watching certain players play. If this guy's – when you're fighting, I have to watch your fights. I would say the most exciting fighter today, period. I like watching you fight. It doesn't matter if it was Justin or – you against Charles. Either one of them could have gone your way. Charles could have even be, been stopped. Some of the fights have been stopped in those types of situations. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, you can crucify me. You can come after me. I think he's the most exciting fighter right now to watch. With that being said, Michael Chandler in the house. Goodness gracious. My goodness. man. Thank you. That, well, number one, thank you for having me. And number two, thank you for those those kind words because that is uh, it's the goal, right? I've been... Uh, Small guy from a small town, and somehow I ended up here on the Patrick Bet- David show. So here we are. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I like when you, you're being interviewed, and I kind of shared this with the with the uh, on Instagram, where you know they're hey, you know the money fight's going to be Connor, but you got this, and you know, listen, man, my entire life I've been chasing to be the champion. My entire every training, everything I do, twenty four seven, I'm doing this to be the champion. Yes, I understand I'm going to make more money with the other one, let's just say, because it's a money fight. I have to be a champion. Once I become a champion, then I'm going to go do the fight. So it's so obvious you're so crystal clear on uh, what your target is, what you're going after. Uh, and and for you, you know, you you came in, you've been in Bellator, so some of the audience that doesn't know, if you don't mind taking a moment and just kind of share your background on how you got into fighting, wrestling, and then typically a wrestler is not a good stand-up, but you got a great stand-up. Some fights you don't even want to wrestle, yeah. and you know how to wrestle. So mm-hmm. maybe tell everybody a little bit about your story. Yeah, I just, um, you know, I was a, I was an undersized kid from from High Ridge, Missouri. Didn't have hair in my armpits till I was almost 18 years old, you know. So I always had to scrape and, scrape and claw for everything that I had. Um, I obviously wasn't going to be the star quarterback or the or the the you know the starting center on the the basketball team. So weight classes and the sport of wrestling seemed like the easiest path to uh, find success. So I started wrestling in, in high school. I was the first one that really took it seriously and on my high school team. Wrestled. 365 days a year, basically. And I was the first one that had done that. And since then, Northwest High School has turned into a year-round program where those guys are, you know, wrestling all year long. If they In want. St. Louis. In St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. yeah, they got my picture of me as an All-American up there. And, and those guys kind of strive cool. and say, mm-hmm. hey, and the coaches say, hey, if you want to be successful, if you want to be great, you can't just be a wandering generality. You Is it the same a... coaches or the new coach? Uh, same coaches. Same one, coach. one, of them's, one of them's retiring this year, Ron wow. and Bob Wilhelm. That's cool. Um, so one of them is retiring this year, and then one will continue to stay on. And then um, I actually I fell short. I went to went to 
the state champions four state championships four different times in high school. Qualified every wow. single year, made it to the finals my senior year, but fell short every single year. I wasn't wasn't a state champion. I placed one year, so I still had that competitive that competitive itch, and I got some smaller school offers D one or D two D three NAI. But something in me, for some reason, said, "Hey, if you're gonna go wrestle at the next level, you need to wrestle at the highest level. Take mm-hmm. that chance." Mm-hmm. So I ended up walking on to the University of Missouri. Uh, wrestling program. I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. Coach didn't talk to me for an entire year. Everybody got three sets of workout gear. I got one set of workout gear, which meant more laundry. And you know, yeah. uh, you you just felt like you were overlooked. And uh, I knew I had to put in the extra hours. I put in the extra hours. Ended up becoming a team captain and an all American. And then still had the competitive itch, but didn't want to continue to wrestle. Um, I was very fortunate. Tyron Woodley. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben Askren, I wrestled with both of those guys at Mizzou. They started fighting, and they were like my big brothers. And I said, well, oh, wow. I'm not ready to get a job you know, and use my degree quite yet, so let me go ahead and just uh, start fighting in and, the cage. Your shirt. I, I have yeah. a list of questions that I want to ask, yeah. right? Like, I, 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 The first question I had, I was like, I need to understand this. And it's basically how these athletes fall through the cracks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do, go to any sport, NFL, Tyreek Hill, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, went to what have you state, right? So yeah. I'm hearing your resume. And ironically, you're wearing the shirt walk on. And essentially the concept of my question was all these amazing athletes, they show up out of nowhere. And like Pat read your your resume very eloquently, right? Honor roll every year, football player, a wrestler. You're the team MVP, all city, St. Louis, right? But no scholarship, no big school wanted you on the on the team right you Not walked one. on like honestly like rudy rudiger style yeah. literally yeah like 100 you know 100 and nothing five foot nothing whatever the hell it is um by the time you're a senior in college you're all american mm-hmm. so a lot of people these days you know want to get rich quick or they want to kind of you know have success quick and essentially one of the things i always talk about is like yeah you, you got to work your ass off bro you got to pay your dues like yeah. you kind of got to go through some shit to kind of realize what it's like at the top so i, I kind of understand is it mindset is it just you know stick to itness it's just like you're you know it's not the size of the uh the dog in the fight it's the size of the uh mm-hmm. the, fighting the, the, the dog what do you owe your success to bro honestly i think Patience and and stick to itiveness to realize that yes, I wanted to be a state champion. Yes, I wanted to be an all American. I wanted to be a national champion. I wanted to be able to beat Jordan Burroughs. That wasn't in the cards for me. Now, granted, it could have been in the cards for me if I was winning the battle between my ears. I realized when I graduated college, I took fifth as a senior. Um, when I took when I took those straps off the singlet for the last time, I went back to we were at the Savas Center uh, or Edward Jones or Savas Center in St. Louis immediately all that pressure came off of me and I thought you know what I underperformed so badly over the last five years because I put so much pressure on myself and it wasn't that big of a deal I did everything right if coach said run through that brick wall I would be the first one through that brick wall and I would break that wall down if he said do 100 reps I'm doing 200 if he said work four hours I'm working six hours I was the guy who I was that guy who came in and did everything so I was doing everything right physically and I was building up this body I was doing all the workouts I was putting in all the reps but what I was not doing was taking ownership and extreme ownership of my self image because an individual will never be able to outperform a poor self image And that was the story of me because, once again, as I alluded to in the very beginning, I was a small guy from a small town who was taught to do small things. And there was that's nothing against my upbringing, my town, the people that I was around. I was just I wasn't taught that outside those county lines, you can go out there and not just do something good, but you can do something great and do something extraordinary. Was that true? And I bought into that. that How it was. Is that kind of how it was where that's the mindset? Yeah, somewhat, you know, and and it it wasn't necessarily it, it. 
it was it was inherent. It wasn't even it wasn't even talked to me. It wasn't as if my parents told me, you know, hey, you're not going to amount to anything. I had amazing parents and amazing amazingly supportive parents, but they didn't build in in me enough to believe that I could go out there and do something great. And if I fall flat on my face, at least I tried. And that was that's why I thank God every day that I did somehow make that decision that I was going to walk on to Mizzou because I could have taken the scholarship to Missouri Baptist or Central Missouri State, one of these smaller schools. And best case scenario, I win a national title as a sophomore and then think, well, shoot, I under now I'm underachieving because mm-hmm. I should have went Division One. I'd rather go Division One, ride the pine, ride the bench, quit after a couple of years, not make it, get injured, be a be a perennial backup every year and train at the train and compete at the highest level than to become a national champion in a smaller big fish uh, small pond big fish small pond and and here we are i'm just just over what two years and two weeks into my ufc run now and and i had that i had that moment of clarity finally where i i thought about the 40 year old michael who's laying next to my beautiful wife brie and that pillow that i'm laying my head on feels like a 40 pound Mm. sandpaper cinder block because i can't sleep because i didn't take the chance i didn't walk on Mm. and walk out of bellator the smaller organization to go on and give myself the opportunity to, to get on the biggest platform possible. And I did, and it's sure is working out well so far. Pat, what, what's the story you always tell about, you know, who the greatest general of all time is? Yeah. That story. That's yeah. exactly what the Would you say, share that with him? It's kind yeah. of the uh, the concept. That he's yeah, I, saying. I, mean, I understand where you're going with it. The whole the guy dies, goes to heaven, you know, asking St. Peter, hey, who was the greatest general of all time? He says it was you, but you never took the shot when we send a recruiter. You always wanted to be the greatest general. You were afraid you didn't make the decision. You would have gone in. You would have been the greatest, but you yeah. didn't. So it's that whole thing that what if, you know. I the what if is, yeah. is the worst but, but, thing. But going back to this so your story, so you're saying Tyrone Woodley, I saw that, and mm-hmm. Askren, when you're coming up, how old now, are you wrestling with these guys? Are you training with these guys? And if yes, at what age did that start when you guys are training so, together? So I came into Mizzou as an 18-year-old, as a freshman. Yeah. Tyron was in his going into his senior year. So I had one year on the team with Tyron. I had two or th- two years with Ben. And they were both like my big brothers. And, and I can tell you right now, Ben Askren might be – the exact opposite of me when it comes to self-image. That dude thinks yeah. that he that dude thinks that he can do anything. Really? And, and it's he, he is the most confident person I have ever been around in my entire life. Even and I spent yes, and I spent so much time around him and I always felt out of place. And and there was even there was even moments where I was mad at him or I would lash out at him or because he, he was just like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why you don't believe in yourself. You're beating C.P. Slater here by four points. And all of a sudden you, you gave yourself permission to lose instead of giving yourself permission to win. And I'm like, Ben, I don't understand why I can't win. I'm just afraid to. I'm afraid to give myself permission to win. You know, whereas a guy like him, I don't know how he developed that, but I sure am studying up hard right now to be able to instill in my children mm-hmm. More like his his thinking than than my thinking. Not you know? cocky. You're saying pure yeah. confidence. You're pure, not saying he was cocky. Ben, well, ben was a little little cocky. Yeah. You know, he rubbed people the wrong way. But in, in UFC, think, I'm thinking how he was at 20. Yeah, for sure. And he had he had the fro, and he would he would talk trash and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think, you know, not to go back to to quotes, but even even just the the Nelson Mandela quote, you know, let your own light shine, so you so the people around you. Mm-hmm will inadvertently let their their light shine. You know, don't be afraid to be the best because because other people might feel insecure around you. I I think I also I also tried to operate in such humility that it was a detriment because I think humility is is the most beautiful thing. It's probably one of the greatest traits that you can possibly have, but too much humility. Yeah. It's going to be extremely hard to be extremely successful. 
because well, you, you don't you had look, you don't limiting beliefs yeah. is i believe what yeah. it's called right i think yeah i think there's the intersection and kind of that that fine line between limiting beliefs were you raised in humility. a church environment were you raised in a christian environment or i was i was raised catholic okay. um got and it. then i you know i was actually the one i got saved really in a, in a spirit-filled church when i was 16 and was one was the one who kind of started bringing my family to a non-denominational christian church got it so um, so sometimes that sometimes that brings the humility where you you feel a little bit uncomfortable being shameless and promoting and being self-promotion, you know, like, hey, let me tell you, here's what I'm going to be doing because it kind of comes from a, it is one of the values and principles uh, uh, in the non-denomination to not be doing that. But in your world you're in today, that skill set pays a lot to be, you know, yeah. a little bit shameless about promoting yourself. Yeah. And by, by the way, when you did it that one time when you won and you came out and you said, hey, Connor, yeah. they tell you, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, yeah. the way he said it. But going back, so when you're, when you're wrestling with uh, Tyron or you're wrestling with Ben, uh, uh, are, are they at this level superior to you or is it like by half? Are you guys about the same? When you're going up against them, are you, are you developing confidence saying, I can hang with these guys? Or at that level, the two-year difference between you and Ben, he was superior to you. Yeah, Ben, ben, ben for sure. And Tyron as well. But Tyron was more – I became somewhat of Tyron's uh, – Tyron's practice dummy because he knew we were around the same mm-hmm. weight. I was a 157 pounder. He was a 165 pounder. Mm-hmm. And he knew if he called me at 4 a.m., I'm there. If I, he calls me at midnight, I'm there. If he calls me on the weekend, I'm there. So I became that guy because I was, once again, the walk-on. And this is Tyron Woodley. He was a St. Louis legend. He was a you know, a couple-time state champion from my home city as well. Um, ben, ben was in a league of his own. He was a couple-time Hodge Trophy winner, which is essentially the Heisman of wrestling. Um and but Ben and I traveled. Ben in, was yeah. Ben Ben was Ben is one of the best NCAA college wrestlers of wow. all time. When he came out, how many game? How many fight win streak did he have? I don't remember what the number he was. He didn't. Third? Well, he didn't lose until he didn't lose until he came into Masvidal. the UFC. Masvidal was his first loss, yeah. and he was like twenty one and zero. Or that was the like one that. when Masvidal knocked him out in three seconds that, with the knee that, to the head. It was six. Yeah. All right, six seconds. My six, bad, Mike. Right? Six. six. Three My bad, brother. Three seconds over here. That's six my seconds. Brother we're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, but so Ben was in a league of his own, and and those two guys. Wouldn't exactly give you much confidence because I always lost to them, and they also had the big brother. They had the big brother. Did on you me, ever you know? beat him? Did you ever beat him? I took Tyron down one time. I took Ben down one time. I think maybe in a, you know five years of wow. So you so 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 you had the edge because you're one sixty seven. Tyron is uh, one seventy five. You're going up against somebody that's got eight pounds on you, which is teaching you mm-hmm. how to go up against a guy a bigger size than you and yeah. a little bit older than you experience. So that's kind of helping you out. That's yeah. good positioning for you. Yeah, for sure. And, and even back back to your point, you know, the the idea of of the walk on and what what is the what is the thread of of success? Because I, I talk to these young guys now. I'm training with I'm training with 22 year old guys right now. I got scar tissue older than a lot of these guys. I'm 36 years old, you know, and I just say, hey man, don't think about you today let's think about let's think about you 10 years from now you want to be where i'm at 36 years old still doing what i'm doing and i made a career and i'm able to able to take care of my family so mm-hmm. so with that going back to college tyron's a you know he's not even to me in in the sport of of wrestling mixed martial arts i don't think you're a true man until 30 that's that's my true belief that's when i truly finally felt like a man and maybe i'm a late bloomer Tyron's, you know, 22 at that time. I'm, I'm 18. He's got the big brother on me. So I wasn't going to beat him. And he was much bigger and I was a scrawny little freshman. Um, 
but I started to obviously to hold my own a little bit more here and there, but it just takes time as well. It takes time in business. Your first, your first entrepreneurial mm-hmm. venture compared to your 50th, mm-hmm. you're just a different person. You're galvanized by the fires that you have put yourself through in business, in relationships. And for me, it was obviously physical mm-hmm. in the work or in the, in the gym, in the strength and conditioning sessions, in the reps, in the drills. And then eventually, you know, that, that, body finally catches up to hopefully the mindset that you you're have saying 30 interesting you're saying 30 you it know, was about 28 30 yeah so in baseball you know uh, 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 what's his name judge, judge breaks the record judge. 62 and he didn't, didn't take the contract last year he's because he wants the 400 million dollar one but he's 30 mm-hmm. so you're gonna sign the 10 year till 40 mm-hmm. i mean pujols i guess came back and cracked the 700 maybe they're gonna give him a 10 year 400 million dollar contract good for him but go, going back with you did you, Tyron, and uh, uh, ben. ben at all do stand-up, or was it purely wrestling? Uh, in college? In college. Just, yeah, no. Just I wrestling. Don't think, yeah, I think Tyron, so Tyron was the one who first started. He was training with Eve Edwards down at, down mm-hmm. at American Top Team, Luigi Fioravanti, D- Dean Thomas. So Tyron actually, Tyron paved the way for us, because I, me and Ben came out of college. I graduated in May of 2009, fought my first pro fight in August of 2009 with almost zero training, but Tyron had a slower road. He had like seven or seven amateur fights because he just didn't have the connections because life isn't about what you know, it's who you know, right? Tyron's trying to get in, get into mixed martial arts, but has no idea how to do it. Finally, he meets these guys at America Top Team. He's able to get pro fights and um, then he starts his pro career, obviously. But um, then, so Tyron was the one who first started kind of throwing hands and you know, hitting mitts and that kind of stuff, and I started watching them, and I thought, man, that, that would be cool. And I started so watching. Up until him. this point, you're not throwing, you're not throwing uh, hands. You're not. No, I'd never been you, in a street serious. fight. Nothing. No. What? You've never you, been in a street fight till no. 2020. No. Oh, Stop it, Michael Chandler, UFC legend. Bellator, no, you've never been I'm, in a street too fight, bro. Of getting in trouble, man. I'm not trying to get well, in bro, trouble, dude. <laughs> How's that even possible? You've never <laughs> well, been in a street fight. He did say something in an interview where he said, "Hey, you know." What happened between you and Dustin? We'll talk about that here in a minute. The yeah. whole when Dustin was saying stuff to you, and I said, "Listen, I'm not trying to get into a street fight. I'm fighting in the ring, and my wife is next to me. Yeah. I'm not doing anything." But you, again, that's why. D- d- like when I hear you speak, I sit there and I say, "This guy could be a hedge fund manager. He could be an investment banker. Like he's a smart. You're a smart guy that you could also do other things outside of just fighting." So when you're saying you haven't done that. But then it's confusing because you get hit in the face and you just go in back and not back and down. <laughs> Yet he's still so good yeah. looking. So so you're twenty twenty. So so for, so when did you start developing your stand up? And then at what point would you say I started getting confident that I know I can really do some damage because you do damage when you yeah. fight, and it's not just wrestling. Yeah, no, I. Uh, so I mean, I graduated uh, college at twenty two. I started through my first kind of punches. I mean, I probably maybe this summer before because Tyron was still at, at Mizzou and training in, in Columbia, Missouri. I probably maybe hit mitts a couple times at twenty one or twenty two, whatever. But it was I was solely in love with and solely focused, maniacal focus on becoming a national champion so I didn't yes I, I kind of knew I want to do what big brother Tyron was going to mm-hmm. do and what Ben was going to do maybe I want to try that I want to be UFC champion yeah. someday but I was focused on wrestling so wrestling I knew I had to I had to put in my 10,000 hours you know so 21 22 and then um you know, I, I stuck around Mizzou and, and coached for a year and kind of tried to start training a little bit. I'd go down to Florida, come down here to, to train with Tyron a little bit, and then come back and coach. And then uh, then I moved to Las Vegas, and then that was where I first kind of started my And Mike, training. So when, when it comes to mixed martial arts, so, so it was all wrestling. When it comes to the hands, what did, did you uh, train like with a boxer, or did you just go to 
just whatever discipline, jujitsu, everybody else has using their hands and stuff like that. What do you, what do you, what do you shift gears to? So uh, for me, I, I looked at it as okay, what's the easiest easiest path to victory? And for me, I knew I was going to be stronger and tougher than most guys because just the the microcosm of college wrestling is something that cannot even be stated to people who have never been through it. Um, so I knew I was going to be tougher than everybody I stood across the cage from. I knew maybe I couldn't punch, kick, knee, elbow. Can maybe you define he knew that? more. Define tougher. What do you mean? You, just just to say that, that's like, what do you mean? You, you know you're going to be tougher than Tougher. Uh, aside from them catching me on the button and me getting knocked out or me getting my arm broken or me getting caught in some kind of submission, I'm not going to quit because I never quit in wrestling. I'm, not going, I'm going to be able to go harder, longer, and at a higher pace with my foot on the gas better than every, anybody else because of sport. Is that your confidence? Is that Mizzou? Is that wrestling? Where is that confidence it's, coming it's from? It's wrestling. and it, It's okay. wrestling and it's wrestling at Mizzou. I think Mizzou Tiger style wrestling uh, was perfect for me. Thank you know, thank God I went there because other systems and other other uh, programs might not have been as great for me. But Mizzou wrestling, we had our our list of things that we were going to do. We were going to be first to the line. We were going to go hard for seven minutes. We were going to push people out of bounds. We were going to run back to the center. We were going to look you in the eye. We we, we were going to break you mentally before we score more points. You know, so that translates over to mixed martial arts and quite frankly translates better than any other martial art or any other background mm. and it's not because i can pick you up and put you down and control you it's not because i have a strong wrestler body it's because right here i believe that i've been here you're the same size as me you got two arms and two legs you're a man with a heartbeat you put your pants on one leg at a time just like me except i wrestled at mizzou and i did it for five years with some of the best guys in the world and lived that lifestyle and i and i truly i was around a lot of guys who didn't take it as seriously as me of course didn't they didn't reach their full potential because they wanted the college experience i didn't get the college experience and i would never trade it for a million years i enjoyed pouring myself into that wrestling room at, at the Hearn Center. What, what do you mean by you didn't get the college experience? As work? far as what, what we do and what yeah. we're supposed to do in college, yeah. you know? Go, Drink go, girls, yeah, get yeah, wasted, yeah. do stupid shit. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, I mean, I, I did I have fun? Of course, every now and then, but for, for the most part, it was, man, it was, it was wrestling. You know how hard that is to do as a 19, 20-year-old oh kid? You're in the Midwest, you're yeah. in college, there's, yeah. you know... Nickel beer nights in Mizzou. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, no, Koya. Right, Koya. the whole like, deal. And you're just like, nope, I got wrestling practice tomorrow. How hard is that to freaking do when you're 19, 20 years old? It actually, and once again, going back to, I, there's so many things, I get chills thinking about, there's so many things I look back and I, I sometimes I despise that that young Michael Chandler. I'm like, why in the heck didn't you believe in yourself? Like, you know, you're, you had to walk on to the team, which means you had to pay for college. My parents paid for that that first year and then the second year until I finally got a scholarship. But, why why did you not just believe in yourself you did everything right why why did you not just believe in yourself but then i flip that on its head and say i'm so proud of that young man and i'm so happy that, that was in my mm -hmm. past because i was filled with so much gratitude mm -hmm. as the walk on knowing what it was like to be the lowest guy on the totem pole know what it, knowing what it was like to be overlooked and i'm not going to sit here and give you the you know the mike tyson and floyd mayweather thing where they're like i you know, wake up at 3 a.m. and i'm i'm running in trash bags no it wasn't that kind of stuff Sometimes every now and then I was a little, <laughs> a little bit crazy, but like, you know, but, but I was willing to put in more hours. I was willing to, to do more. And then shoot, you just, it was, it was, it was the easiest life ever. You go to class, you do your work and you train every day a lot, you know? So I, I just felt full of gratitude to be able cool. to do it and to, to give anything less than my best 
was to sacrifice the gifts that my my parents had laid out for me. And even just the, the opportunity for Brian Smith to say, yeah, man, you can walk on. I'm not going to look at you for a year. I'm not going to talk to you for a year. Oh. You Good luck, buddy. Uh, and then yeah, I became one of his favorite wrestlers. I, I, I tell you something. When you're asking that question, I think it's normal. I, I, think, it's, I think Kobe was shy and Kobe wasn't comfortable around girls. And Kobe was determined about wanting to make it to the big leagues. I think uh, uh, Michael was the same. Michael was not good with girls. He was shy. He was quiet. He was to himself. He wasn't partying. And he got a guy like Dean Smith in his life, and it kind of changed. Uh, you know, the, the biggest difference is, like, the way he's saying, determined at that level to get to the next level. That wasn't me. I needed the Army. Like, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I was all over the place, right? But when you're, when you're crystal clear early on on what you're trying to solve for, mm-hmm. That's the edge that you got for him to become who he is today. And I watch him like this is a very methodical, disciplined person with values, principles, certain things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised with that part. On the confidence side, that you know, sometimes that comes later for some. Some get it earlier. When you're talking about Ben, Ben came mm-hmm. earlier. But going, going back to his question on stand-up, what's tougher for you? Was it tougher to learn wrestling or was it tougher to do and, and learn stand-up because it's, it's two different things. Which one would you say was tougher for you? Um, I, think it was, I think it was tougher to learn stand-up, honestly. Um, you know, I think for me, I started obviously at a very – I started at a, a younger age. I started at wrestling at 14 years old. I'm not, I'm not a man yet. I'm not thinking clearly. I'm, not, I'm still building confidence. I'm still trying to figure out what my body – how to move my body at 14 years old. I started striking as a, as a seasoned – you know, young man at 22 years old who had just gone through the, that five-year battle tested of, of Mizzou wrestling. Um, so my body, my coordination, my speed, my quickness, my, my strength. I didn't do strength and, strength and conditioning mm-hmm. for my first two years of, of, uh, of mixed martial arts. Number one, I couldn't afford it, you know, to, to hire a, a personal trainer yeah. or train with those guys. And number two, I already knew I was going to be bigger, faster, and stronger than most of the guys that I was going to be competing against. And I knew I'm very far behind on striking. I'm very far behind on jujitsu or jujitsu defense. Um, so I wanted to focus on those things, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where it By the was, way, so. Pat, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't let Vinny know we're not talking about stand-up comedy, I know. Yeah, yeah, he's like, okay, no. as a stand-up comedian. Trust me. <laughs> we said stand-up on the 25-minute mark. <laughs> Vinny's like, yeah, we're doing no, stand-up. Because, because in, my head, my, in my head, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, so in that, because, you know, wrestling, you once in a while you might get hit. In the, do you remember the first time you felt like the hit in the face? You went, oh, that's what this is like. Yeah. Wow. It's like the first yeah. time you get booed off stage. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah you want to throw up. You're like, well, whoa. And that, and that happens in sparring because you honestly, uh, it's hard to explain unless you've you've been there. You, but you don't you don't feel the pain in, in fights. You don't oh, wow. feel you don't even really feel the thud. You feel you feel you know adrenaline is a heck of a drug, man. You know, and it's just it's coursing through your veins and you're focused. And you know, for me, for me, I was always just so offense focused that I think I was just boom, okay, get hit, keep going, boom, okay, get hit, get, keep going, and uh, I that's go back and fight. watch. Yeah, but that's how you fight though. Like sometimes <laughs> I watch your fight, I'm like. Okay, you know how you, you know, traditionally when a guy gets hit, he gets hit, he gets hit. And let's just say he's more jujitsu guy, wrestler. His default is, you know what, this is just too much. I'm a default to wrestle. Let me yeah. get his leg and boom. You know, but no, you're like, no, you're stubborn. You 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 stand up. You're like, I'm not gonna go to what I know I'm better than you, and I'm gonna stand up because I think I'm also a better fighter than you. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that and you see that when 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 the style of fighting. Bellator to UFC, okay? Mm-hmm. We're just fans. We watch. We're not, uh, you know, in that world. What's the biggest difference you notice from Bellator 
to UFC. You had a lot of great fights in Bellator, and then you go into UFC. You've had you know five fights in UFC, and you're already one of the biggest stars in UFC. Biggest difference between Bellator to UFC from your eyes? Um, I think it's a, a two a two part from from. The promotion side of things, it is it is night and day. The UFC has a ton of employees. They are overstaffed in every single area. They have a travel department. They have a PR department. They have a social media department. They have a um, a health department. They have all of these different departments. It is it is ran like a finely tuned Fortune 500 company. Bellator was awesome, and I love the people. It just it was understaffed, and there wasn't it. it it wasn't a finely tuned machine. And then from the promotional side of things, people just care so much more about the UFC. They, they've been around for so much longer. They started in 1993. Um, you know, they are, they are the worldwide leader in mixed martial arts by a long shot. Nobody is even coming close to scratching the surface of what the UFC does. When people think about fighting, they think about the UFC first. And then, right. yeah. And then, so I, I noticed that, you know, I noticed, you know, I, I just like in college wrestling, I, I, touted, I always thought I was the hardest worker in the room. And now in, in mixed martial arts, even when, <laughs> even when I'm training with these guys in the UFC, I was training harder than them, than them, longer than them, being more disciplined with my diet than them, being more dis- disciplined with my weight cut, my lifestyle than them. Yet they were getting all of the, all of the platform, all of the cameras, all of the eyeballs, all of the followers, all of the everything. And I was the guy who was somewhat out, you know, outside of the UFC as a world-class talent, but wasn't getting the opportunity to be looked at that because I wasn't fighting the best guys in the world on the biggest promotion. And now you just got to, you just got to work long, long and hard and keep a good reputation Mm -hmm. until that reputation stays up there. And then all of a sudden the platform intersects at the exact right time. And my platform is high and or the platform is high and the reputation was high and it worked out well. I, I What's the sports the analysis? Is like, is it the NFL to like arena league or XFL? I, I don't, I'm, is it NBA versus college? What's the, the, the bigger sports, not, not bigger sports, but yeah, I mean, I guess, what I is guess, it? Yeah. Something, something like that. I mean, any, any, and, and that's the thing I, I, it's hard for me to talk about too, because I, I love being an employee of the UFC. I love being a part of the UFC. I have loved these last two years, but I do, Love those people at Bellator. I love my path. Once again, just like I talked about, I'm I'm happy that I was that small guy from the small yeah. town. And it's he, kind of your narrative, yeah, with, with the walk on. Yes, and then and then I'm happy that I started in Bellator and I came over at the exact right time with the exact right mentality. Question for you: So, what's the biggest <clears throat> uh, uh, difference between Steve? Uh, 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 how do you say his last name? Is it Coker? Steve Coker? Oh, Scott Coker. Uh, Scott Coker. Uh, Scott, I'm sorry, Scott mm-hmm. Coker and Dana White. What's the difference between the two of them? Um, I think. Um, it's uh I mean Dana's Dana's just Dana's a on a different level when it comes to the celebrity, you know, like Dana's a, a huge huge name. Dana is is the when he speaks people listen. When he speaks it is it is mixed martial arts. Yeah. That's what people, you know, take and he, cuz he's been doing it doing it for so much longer. Um, you know, Dana's a little bit more brash. Um, Scott's a little bit more a little bit more reserved. So there's pros and cons to both of those, yeah. you know, from a from a media and PR perspective. I'm mm-hmm. sure you could talk to the UFC about mm-hmm. that, but yeah. um, you know, um but I, I will say I think I think Scott Coker does take growing Bellator seriously, but not as serious as Dana. I think Dana eats, sleeps, and breathes it. It is his identity. Yeah. It is his lifestyle. It is him. The UFC is Dana White, and Dana White is the UFC, and that's a beautiful crazy, thing. I got a crazy uh, question for you and crazy idea for you. When Pat goes to crazy town, uh, by the way, I don't even have this in my thing. I'm just thinking about it. So. I'm looking at what Bellator's top line revenue is right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a big number—eighty million, hundred million on what they're doing per year. 
I mean, obviously, UFC is doing a lot more. You know what would be crazy? It would be very crazy. You know how Dana says, look, you want to do this? Go start your own league, see how hard it is. And he's mm-hmm. right. It's very, very hard. Yeah. It's very, very hard. Imagine if a person with the personality of Dana goes and buys Bellator and promotes Bellator and mm-hmm. puts the you know marketing eyeballs. And I know a couple guys that are big trolls that are very loud. If some of them were to buy it, it would be a very interesting competition between two leagues. So, you know, obviously, Dana's got a, a lead by a mile and a half. It's not even close. Yeah. But if you were to get somebody with a big personality to get Bellator who does the eyeballs and the marketing, I mean, look, I mean, how many, how many Dana Whites are out there? Vince McMahon is one. Yeah. Dana White's one. <clears throat> who else you put at that level? Uh, uh, I don't know if Don King maybe at his peak back in the days. Let's just say you put a Don, Don King at that for level. Sure. Mm-hmm. A, a, you know, uh, uh, I don't know who else you put in that level. As yeah. far as promote, promoter goes, listen to be that you have to. Can you imagine like you're the boss of badass, you know, mother? <laughs> you, I mean, you're the boss yeah. of people that on any given day can whoop ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people's tails. Anywhere in the street fight, right? These guys are people. So, so then imagine managing, leading, negotiating, saying, no, this is the way or the highway. You don't do this. I'm okay. I'm doing. That's not, that's not everybody's job. No. Only a few people can do that job, right? Yep. And you take wrestling versus you know, UFC. Wrestling gets big egos, but they don't know how to fight like UFC does. UFC is big egos, and they know how to fight, and you're leading them, and you're setting it straight. There's not too many Dana Whites. But if yeah. some people claim they can really do it better than UFC, there's a Bellator you can go by and yeah. do something with that. Yeah, no, and it's uh I mean, yeah, D- Dana's just he he wants to be he wants to be bigger than the NFL. He wants to be bigger than the MLB. You know, he's and he's you know, decades behind obviously those guys those what NFL started in what he wants to be bigger yeah, than MLB. Yeah, yeah, you know, he wants to be yeah. I mean he, it, 50 plus he hasn't years. told me that, but yeah, that's that's kind of the you you feel it. That's God, and that's and that's the kind of that's just the kind of mentality yeah. that that you you want in your your boss, you know. Like that's that's what no I question. resonate with, and that's yeah. in my meeting with my first phone call with him. I just you know I said, hey, I want to be a good thing for your organization. I promise you, you have never signed a guy that is more equally yoked yes. with you. You hmm. told him that, yes, and he hung up on me. <laughs> what that? do you mean? <laughs> he hung up on me and called Hunter Campbell. Yeah, who oh, is who is his who is his his right hand man? Yeah, you know. So then he called me back, and then. You know, a couple of days later, we you know got a got a contract figured out. Mike, so. what was the mo- what was the moment at Bellator? What was that moment where you're just like, you know what, I'm I'm shifting gears and I'm I'm done. I'm out. Was it a fight? Was it a moment? Was it like a a mental thing? Was it a relationship? What what, what was your like? I'm out. It was like, definitely not relationship. The relationship was always great. I loved Scott Coker and I loved Rich Chu and Mike Kogan, all those all those guys. Mm-hmm. I and and that's just always been me. I. I'm in this position because I tried to always think about making myself an indispensable asset to my current promotion. So then if I ever did want to go somewhere else, it's chill. It it's yeah. chi- it's yeah. chill as as well as I have a higher value to then be taken somewhere else, wow. which worked out, you know, well. And now I've still got the same mentality with the UFC. I want to be I want to be the UFC's favorite fighter, the easiest one to work with, the most entertaining, the one who brings the eyeballs, the one who's the easiest to work with, the one who treats the janitor at the UFC PI the same way that yeah. I would treat Hunter Campbell or Dana White because that stuff trinkles up. The no word question. the word gets up when you have 170 something employees, yeah. the way that you treated that person is going to get to their it's higher up and their high and it's well, it's 
it's just being a nice person too. But, but like, you, you know? say that. But you say that. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you think it's normal, but it's not. When yeah. you get the camera, the you know the you know all the limelight, everything. It's 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 not. Uh, you know, it's very when somebody makes the first million. All of a sudden, it comes too quickly. Most people don't know how to handle that. Yeah. And when somebody gets a lot of limelight, most people don't know how to handle that. Yeah. You know, it's a t- it's a tough thing. But for you to be able to do that, that's great. The 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 person I was thinking about to buy Bellator is a guy named I don't know if you've heard of this guy. What's the guy's name? It's, I won't say his name is Jake. Last name is like. Didn't something just come out about Jake? Paul's talking about you or MMA promotions. Or Dude, he, he said something. I, about well, that. I heard something. Oh, about, he said he's about to announce something. Yeah, something, I don't think that's not, right. About not yeah, something yeah. that he was teasing about fighting in the MMA. And I, I was um, at one point I was going to ask you about but to, to fight. To, to fight. fight. What I'm fight? saying is, oh, yeah. what I'm saying about to fight no, and no, no. be the promoter. <laughs> Jake Paul teases yeah. move to MMA. Says he's working with a big organization for potential for debut. debut. That's well, come but, on, but this is what I'm saying. Forget about the debut. This is my my thing. This is. You're putting forty million here, ten million, twenty million, this million. Jake can go to an investment banker, raise two hundred million dollars. If these guys are doing hundred million a year, say their uh, profit margins twenty percent, they're making twenty. Say it's ten times two hundred million. Say you have to buy for three hundred million, raise three hundred million dollars. Go buy these guys. Be the Dana. You can do the fight and do that, oh and then God. promote. Do <laughs> I mean, he's. And by the way, then Dana can say, "I told you it's hard. I, <laughs> I told yeah. you this shit is hard. This yeah, ain't yeah. easy, right?" Well, yeah, because yeah. they've they've had they've been at yeah. each other's. Well, Jake's mm-hmm. been at Dana's throat, you know, yeah. for the whole the whole fighter pay thing and yeah. all of that stuff. And why do you not think he has uh, some some weight there to to carry with his uh, you know essentially calling him out? You don't think he has uh, some credibility there as far as the calling him out for everything he's talking about with the fighter, fighter pay, pay and the insurance. And just you know, everything I think, that goes uh, fighting. I mean, I think if if guys were unhappy with the way that they were getting paid, you'd see more guys because it's you know everybody's contract ends, and the UFC does not hold you hostage. They say go wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody stays in the UFC. Yeah, because Everybody where else the is UFC. the other option? Bellator. Well, there there is a great options. I Bellator is a great organization. PFL is a is a great organization, and the, and they are building. There's a numerous other organizations out there, but you can't at at one at one time say these guys don't pay me enough, yeah. and then you stick around. You sign another six fight deal. You sign another eight fight deal. Another four fight deal. So. You know, I think just going going back to that walk on mentality, it all goes back to the the gratitude as well. I feel grateful to be a part of the UFC, and I get called a bootlicker, and I get called a brown noser, and that's fine. I don't care. I am I am I am who I am, and that's how I've always conducted it. And my career is working out pretty. pretty You're a flag well. carrier. It's a, but that's that's called flag carrier mentality. It's you carry the flag for whatever team you represent. Mm-hmm. Like for example, you know, Antonio Brown. Okay, what an incredible talent, right? You know, when you watch this guy play, just an incredible talent. What he was doing, it's it's crazy. Most people probably forgot this guy used to play for Pittsburgh, right? He was at, yeah, the he, best receiver yeah. in the yeah, league I mean, when he played guy, for Pittsburgh. 100%, 100%. This guy, people are thinking it's you know Brady. No, this guy was at Pittsburgh. Forget Raiders. Forget yeah. any. He was at Pittsburgh, killing it, killing it, killing with, with maybe the best coach outside of you know one other Bell coach in the NFL. Yeah. yeah, Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, Tomlin's a the, a beast of a guy, man. Yeah. How he. But you know Brown, he's doing what he's doing. He's like, well, I look at this, and then he posts a picture with him and uh, uh, you know Brady's wife two days ago, and you're like, what? what? Like, what? yeah, yeah, like, po- like he was trying to bust. It. But but the point is, but yeah. the point is, the point, and then he makes a video with uh, uh, the coach, and he puts it publicly while he's talking to the coach of the Raiders. You know who I'm talking about? The coach that John Gruden. Uh, John Gruden. 
that's not flag carrier meant. Some people no. think like that's like that's what you need to be. What organization wants to have person like that on their team that's that big of a distraction? Well, there's a big uh, difference between the us and him soon. He's he's a person that only cares about himself. That's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus a us mentality. Clearly what you're talking about with UFC is you can call me a brown noser or a bootlicker, but I'm part of an organization or a, a team that it's I care about. Mentality. Cla- and, exactly. And, it's a and, I'm, mentality. and I'm being authentic to who I am. Yeah. Like I've I've always been that way, mm-hmm. and 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 even now there there is nothing that will ever benefit me from ever you know trashing being, Bellator, trashing Bellator, yeah. and be, well, truthfully, it is honest. I do think they're they're all great, and it's still a great organization. Do I do, am I happy that I went to the UFC? Absolutely, but that doesn't mean that I want to bash anybody else. You know, some it's people like, call it class. <laughs> yeah, and, that, that and, too. And that's yeah. what it is. And Pat, yeah, I was I saying it's and I was true. gonna pick him out. Like, yeah. I could tell your parents did a freaking amazing job. Mm-hmm. I could tell your spiritual. Like, you know, you say you're going to church and stuff. I cuss like a sailor. He hasn't cussed one time. No interviews. No nothing. I respect the hell out of you, bro. This is the picture that Antonio Brown posted. You're saying he posted this. He posted three days that. Can you scroll down this? Is this an Instagram post? Yeah, he posted this. On no, so yeah, it's on TMZ. Because mind you, you know, because Tom Brady and his wife, they just uh, TMZ are like they're reporting that yeah, they hired divorce. divorce lawyers. So that's but, not going to last. But you know, that's between them. They're going through what they're yeah. going through to do something like this yeah. while that announcement is being made, and the way Brady handled you <laughs> yeah. when you left, and he said, "Look." You know, it was a great time running with this guy. I I think we have to pay a little bit more attention to people that are going through challenging time. I wish him nothing but the best, and he still gave him respect. And you do this. This is, you know, I I, he posted this pic. Yeah, posted that on Instagram. He posted on Instagram, and then then he he exposed himself in a pool in uh, in Mexico or somewhere. He's he's off the charts right now. Anyways, I don't want to talk about Antonio Brown. I'm I'm just making a point here with this. I'm not making a point here with this. Just just going back to what you said too. I mean, there's you know. That's what the UFC and Bellator and all of these guys have to, to deal with. I mean, at, at some point, you, you talk about athletes, and you, then you talk about guys who are not just athletes, but they're also fighters. I mean, it's not easy to not easy to handle all of that no and way. manage all of that. And then you're doing however many dozens and dozens. I think the UFC is probably going to do 50-something shows this year. It's crazy. You know? And 13 or 14 pay-per-views, and these are huge, huge. I mean, did you see what happened a couple weeks ago with the Diaz – Diaz, Hamzat, mm-hmm. uh, Ferguson, Ferguson, Holland, all he that. Comes no out, he says, first time ever, we're not the, we're doing not doing the press yeah. conference yeah. because of what yeah. I saw in the back. Yeah. They they shuffled the whole card around within 24 hours of of the card. Oh, with the weight, with the weight yeah. situation, Ferguson yeah. fought. Yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. it was a very very. No, listen. I mean, to me, uh, 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 when COVID happened, you know, and everything was going on, this guy is. The top commissioner of all sports is Dana White, period. Manfred is at the bottom. You know, you look at Adam Silver is probably t- number three or number four. You know, number two is probably going to be Roger NFL, Goodell. Roger Goodell, even though he doesn't. Yeah. But there is nobody at this guy's level. Absolutely Dana is in a league of his own. If everybody's number two, Dana's number one by a mile, then it comes everybody else. People think it's an easy job to do what he does. By the way, did you see what he looked like recently? With his, uh, his can you post abs? a picture yeah. of a? He's ripped. When you saw that picture, well, what did you think about? Yeah, it? no, it's I, it was I was pumped up for him. Point four well, years yeah. to live. Well, exactly. you know, so. well, not only the picture, but you're also like, well, it's kind of cool that you're, you know, you're you have you have that come to Jesus moment where you're like, okay, I got ten years to live if I don't Look start this figuring, guy, figuring some stuff out, you know. Shit. And I mean, I mean, yeah, he's he's had health issues. He's had you know all kinds of stuff that he probably doesn't even make public, but he's had some public health issues because you know, as you would know, running any kind of company <laughs> it's a 24 hour biz 24 hour job and 
you know, he's done a very good job of, of yeah. overstaffing his his the organization. And one of the greatest, I think one of the greatest leadership moments that he will ever have was on that Diaz card. When that the fight broke out at that press conference, he not once said, I'm dealing with a bunch of lunatics, I'm dealing with a bunch of crazy fighters, hopped hopped up on on adrenaline and this and that. He never said one bad thing about the fighters. He said Next time we'll be more prepared. We will have yep. more staff. We 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 usually are overstaffed he up. here. He put it all on we, him. Yeah, we yep. usually have more security guards. We more usually have more security detail. He said it no less than ten times in that interview, and I almost made a post about it, but I don't want to be called a brown liquor or a, what do you call it? brown, <laughs> brown noser, noser, brown yeah. brown noser, boot liquor, you know, too <laughs> much. But you know, it's it was it was a very pivotal moment. I think when he when we will look back at his career when he when that happened and he did not take. He only took the blame. And not just the UFC, he took the blame. Yeah, and, and that's why he is who he is. Doesn't show hurt. He does what he does, and people respect him. But to look like this right now, yeah. I mean, look at those abs. Abs oh, are not easy wow. to do at 50. Dana, okay. That's, yeah. uh, how, how old is he? How old is he? That's the, I, I, I want to say 53. I don't know Probably exactly. Right there. I'm going to say something like that. Yep. 53, 54 is where he's at. So, so go, going back to uh, going back to you know the, the fight that you got coming up right now between you and um, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, Dustin, you know, 28 fights in UFC. You've had five, right? And you've come in and you fought everybody. You know, you came in, you know, Dan Hooker, you have the fight, you know. Uh, Dustin goes 25 minutes with him. You go two and a half minutes with him. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a comparison that we got to make in the market. Then you go with Charles. Uh, I think Charles comes after that, right? Charles comes after that. You almost won that one. I mean, it was like this, Right. Uh, then you're going with, you know, Justin, and it, that's fight of the night, fight of the year. Everyone's called the fight of the year. It was insane of a fight. It's one of those fights that you'll watch regularly because it doesn't get old when you watch that fight. The kicks, the left leg, the story, you're kicking, he's kicking, you're kicking, he's kicking. It's like nobody wants to stop kicking. It was, a, it was like a two-minute thing. You just go like, this is insane what yeah, these guys are doing. I couldn't walk for you. like six weeks. Oh, my leg. <laughs> my leg. Oh my God. Seriously. Don't, don't throw kicks, kids. They hurt. They hurt. <laughs> no, I don't know if you've seen this with these kids because he's known, Justin's known that he's gonna he's relentless about throwing these kicks. Gage. And it's constant. Yeah, but yeah. he's also going back and forth, back and forth. Anyways, then you have your, you know, last the last fight you have with uh, 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 Tony, you know, knockout of the year. Speaking on what of kicks, happened. even yeah. the kick heard around the world. Yeah, that, I mean, it's just you see the slow motion of his face. Yeah, I mean, everyone's seen that when that yeah. took place. And by the way, class act, you know, the way it was spoken in, and now it's coming up to Dustin. So <laughs> this this meet, meet up with Dustin, you know, we've heard and we've seen everything between you know uh, what's been said and what he said and what you said, and Ariel is asking you about him, and I'm not thinking about fighting him because at the time he was talking about retirement and. You know, and you said you've never used those words, retirement. I'm not thinking about retirement. He was, so that's why I was thinking about fighting somebody else, you know, and, you know, for for him to approach you at a fight and then, you know, Cormier puts the two of you guys down. It was a great conversation. That 12, 14-minute conversation was classic because uh, he's trying to steer the pot and you can tell Dustin was upset and you're trying to just stay poised and calm, but he's saying what he's saying to you and, you know, shots are being fired and then, now some people are saying, well, these guys are hugging. They're friends. What is it? Is it yeah. act? Do they hate each other? Do they want, is this going to be a real fight or are we going to see like a too friendly of a fight? So today with, you know, what the market has seen and what's really going on, where are you at with this fight coming up? It's the, you know, a fight everyone's looking forward to. What are you thinking about with 
Is it really a fight that there's going to be animosity to fight, or is it just two professionals getting in the ring to fight? I think the overarching theme is is it's two professionals getting in, in getting in there to fight. Um, you know, I think you know you talk about the the hug like that was that was pre that was pre beef. You know, that was I, me and me and Dustin sat there for an hour before weigh ins, just kind of talking about everything. He's trying my Groove Life ring on because he was wearing a silicone ring. I'm like, hey, these are the best. I'll send you some. Blah blah blah. We're talking about our kids. We're talking about our wives. We're talking about you know what we do. Um, and there was a lot of mutual respect. And then right after that fight, that was when he the the illustrious. Hey, if they want me to fight Chandler, I'll. I'd rather just go sell hot sauce. So then there was kind of the, you know, the pushing me aside. So I'm like, okay, wait a second. Okay, hey, I hey, thought we were cool. I'd I'd sell hot sauce. You what know? about the ring talk? Yeah, Twenty minutes yeah, ago, exactly. buddy. You know, it, and I didn't, you know, take that into. I don't. I didn't. Didn't really take it too personally because um, at that point I knew I probably wasn't going to fight Dustin next, or maybe I was. Who who knew at that at that point in time? And then you know, since then. I have done some interviews where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I've taken this, I had de- debut of the year in 2021. I had knockout of the year or the year uh, fight of the year in 2021. I might have knockout of the year in 2022, you know, so I'm continuing to rise and rise and rise. And Dustin was talking about going to 170, talking about fighting de- Diaz, which we all know what that means. It's not exactly like you're trying to stay on the trajectory to win the title. He did say retirement. So I did take the liberty to maybe maybe it was a little bit disrespectful to say I'm not even thinking about Dustin. And there was one moment where I actually did forget Dustin's name because I think I had pushed his name out of my my top five of who I would fight because I thought he was moving up to 170 or whatnot. So maybe it was uh, a little bit subconscious on accident. And he took, you know, he took uh, offense to that. So then then. You know, the the video of us at the the fight, obviously, he, he wanted to say his piece, which I respect. You know, he doesn't need to tweet me, you know, even though he has tweeted me. And then I roasted him with the, uh, an awesome tweet back, which he even said Chandler roasted me. The diamond at the end. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? No, or no? it was actually it was it was actually <laughs> no, it was my, we, don't, we don't need to get into Michael, it. It was great. It was great. It was good. He called me Michael Chandler, you know, so uh, I don't have a chin. Right. And, and and I said and I said, speaking of or speaking of chins. Michael Johnson fights tonight. The last time Dustin Poirier fought Michael Johnson was this date in Hidalgo, Texas, and he knocked out Dustin Poirier. You know, like, and I used hashtag chin, chin history. Boom. And then, then he came back with, "I don't even know what to say." That's awesome. You know, like, so <laughs> got you. So there was even that kind of mutual. That's respect. cool. That, yeah. That's the kind of stuff. That's how yeah. I would respond yeah. as well. If he did that to me, I'd be like, Michael, "Okay, what do I say here?" Let I'm me ask gonna, you. Like, let him keep going. Okay, I'm no, curious what he's well, going to say. I'm not going to pump up, you know, the ego. Yeah. So there's there's that. You know, I think there's a mutual respect. I think him and I are very similar in a lot of ways. I think our values are. Are, are very similar. I think we, we fight for our families. We fight for our, our legacy and we, we, you know, we take mm-hmm. the sport you seriously. You're going to do stand up with this guy? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 I've, been, I've been no, I've been known to do some stand up. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think I can knock him out. I think he can knock me out. I think, so I think we both have the confidence there on the, on the, on the feet. Um, I think my wrestling is better. I think my grappling is better. I was going to say so, that. I mean, 100%. we'll see. I think I, I, so. I, I always go in there with the game plan of mixing it up and keeping them guessing. Yeah. I haven't done a great job of that in the UFC thus far, um, but it's bowed me well with the the fans and my platform. You, you know you know one thing uh, uh, from Connor that, you, you know, when he was uh, – uh, first time he fought Diaz, and I don't know if you remember the first fight that he – of course, I'm sure you've seen the fight. But the first time he fought Diaz – he hit him and he went to him. Yep. Yep. He hit him and he went to him. He hit him and he went to him, right? He's trying to say, I'm going to beat you at your game as well. You know, kind of like that's what I'm going to be doing. Now, you know, people thought Francis Ngannou's last fight, he was just going to do stand-up. He didn't. He beat him in ground as well, which yep. was kind of like, damn. Yeah. Nobody expected him to do this. So Connor lost the first fight, even though he was supposed to win the first fight, right? Yep. He lost the first fight. Second fight, I don't know if you, you – first time he knocks, he hits him, Nate drops. 
Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, he's not going to him. Yep. And then you hear Joe and everybody's like, oh, he's not going to him. He's asking him to stand up. Then he stands up. Again, happens. He did it three times to him. Yep. He did. Never went right. to him, which, you know, props to him for having that uh, control during that moment to know, hey, this is not what I should do because that guy's better than me in this area. Yep. Let's just say you're fighting Dustin, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, this guy packs a punch, you know, and you pack a punch. Both of you guys pack a punch. But, you know, do you think the the strategy, and you don't have to tell me anything, I'm, you know, again, on what I'm saying yeah. with this part, but I'm only asking this because for me, if, you know, Khabib would show he can hang, you know, and then, but all of a sudden Khabib would go and say, no, nah, man, this is not my fight. I'm going to beat you at my fight. Yep, yep. How hard is it to set aside your own spirit of competition and fire to say, Dude, I know if I wrestle you, I'm going to beat you, but I want to beat you at your fight to say, I kind of need this victory for me to be on a two-win streak, three-win streak, four-win streak. Then I'm going to get to Charles back again. Let's just say Charles doesn't have the title. By that time, it's going to be another person. I'm still going to get that championship fight. Then I'm going to get the big payday. Let's just say Connor comes back because Dana wants the two of you guys to fight. Do you, do you are you going to take a Khabib route or are you going to take the entertainment route? No, I'm definitely taking the the win route. Okay, I'm taking, I'm taking the I, I will I will obviously every fight every fight start starts on the feet. Yeah, um, so we'll start on the feet. Obviously, you know if if the you know a lot of times too you there's that fine line between fight or flight and being able to actually make decisions on the fly. Uh, or maybe you're just flowing and you make a decision and all of a sudden you, you take a guy down, you didn't even try to shoot. It just happened. Your body shot, yeah. grabbed a leg, you picked him up and put him down. You know, there's, it's such a, it's such an interesting mindset when you're actually in there. Cause people will say it all the time, why did you do this? Or why did you do that? And I'm like, I really didn't have control over it. You know, maybe, maybe I should have done a little bit more work, uh, at visualization. Maybe I should have done a little bit more work in my training of, 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 Use doing more dry runs and more situationals and more opportunities to make sure I make the right decisions. But a lot of times you're not really a hundred percent in control as much as the the media and the fans and the onlookers think that you are. But truthfully, yes, there will be a game plan and that game plan no will will be mixing it up. About. You know, no, we're, we're fans. You know, no, it's just, good. No, I, I appreciate yeah. it because that's a good. It's a good. It's a very good question yeah. because, yeah, you have to. I've done a very good job, I think, thus far of creating a brand of Michael Chandler is a very ex- exciting fighter. But, no, you, you're but the most gotta, exciting. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm, I'm, well, thank you. <laughs> and listen, Cosmo, look, I'm not going to tell you he's not exciting. I'm not going to tell you Alexander, you know. Uh, Israel uh, Adesanya? Uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, uh, Alec, uh, what's his name? I have a hard time saying his last Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky, yeah. right? That guy is, he's freaking. Mm-hmm. But to me, you're the most exciting fighter, period. That's my well, opinion, you, you know. You're the most exciting fighter. When you when you fight, I can't sit down. I have to stand up when I'm watching your fights. I can't <laughs> sit down and watch your fight. I gotta come watch a fight with you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come watch a fight with you. What, no, no, what is it about my, my dude, fight? Well, with I love you. the backflips. <laughs> What's after the fight? No, 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 no. But what is it during the fight Are that excites you, you so for much? For example, like you know, you uh I don't want to say this because it's your friend. Oh gosh. Tyron, you know, he yeah. he he was Wasn't coming it? up in like four time champions. And then all of a sudden he started like you know, playing it too safe. And even Dana got, at one point, it was like, what is this guy doing? We've got to sell tickets here. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this is not just about the points and scoring the points. We need a little bit of both. Like, yeah. get in there. So he got a little too much to be too careful to get the victory. 
And that's not good. You saw the other day Israel had a fight. People were booing. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Israel yeah. fight where they were booing. It's like, what was that yeah, all was about? Like, listen, I'm there. scoring the points. And then the two girls that fought, the worst fight worst of fight the ever. year. Ever. Ever. That, that was on my card, I think. Do you? Do, I think you, so. Did I, you, it was. Which so actually works out really well. I've been very fortunate to have some somewhat boring <laughs> fights on my, on my <laughs> cards. Where fight of the I, night, I, baby. I stole, I stole the fault. show. Sometimes, fight of fault. Sometimes, sometimes you're just at the right yeah. place at the right time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm right. back there doing my interviews, and I'm like, damn, are people out there right. booing? Like, yeah. what the hell's going By the way, did you watch that fight? Did you actually watch that fight, or you didn't get it? Because it's your card, so I don't know if you watched the fight. Oh, usually that was right after me, and I I went and did probably 20, 30 minutes. Oh of it was it was stuff. the most yeah. boring. Let, let me fight. tell you, in five minutes they didn't hit each other one time. That's very weird, yeah, right? So yeah. so you have to sell tickets. So as a Dana White, like you you want guys like you, like Connor, like you know you're not gonna do what Connor does. Yep. So you know the difference between you and Connor is Connor's gonna do laps around you and talking smack, right? Yep. And not just you. Anybody, including Mayweather, like yeah. Connor. Oh my God. Connor is a top five smack talker in the world today. Yeah. I don't know who I put ahead of him. Maybe you got him. You got uh, Trump. You got Jake. You got some of these guys that are fantastic. Elon Musk is a troll. Some of these guys. <laughs> Connor's but, on another level. No, no, he's on a whole different level when he does it. So you're like, you just. Yeah. I watched the the press conference with Mayweather more than I watched the fight. Yeah, and I watched the press fun. conference more times than I, I watched the fight one time. I watched the press right. conference. That was fun. So, so, but, but the, but the part where I'm going with this is, you know, there is the balance of the eyeballs, and then there is the journey to go get the championship to get that part. Uh, man, it's a, it's it's got to be. And then, you know, when you're talking, when you're fighting, getting hit, you don't know if you're getting hit and all that other stuff. And one of the fights that you had, you know, when you're fighting, like, because you'll go all out with everybody. You're not going to stop. But you're saying, what is the most exciting part? Mm -hmm. From the first second to the last second, he's moving. Yeah. There is no, like, uh, you know, there is no. All gas, no brakes. No, he's, is what you're he's fighting from yeah. beginning yeah. to the end. He's fighting. And it's Which it's hard to, it's it, hard to see those kinds of fights. Yeah, it's he not brings al- it. it's not always the it's not always the best idea. It's not always <laughs> the easiest path to victory. I think I think there was times where I I thought, man, I wish I would have been a little bit more patient here because I mean there is it is I mean I I when I fought in Bellator I fought I don't know how many title fights but I although they were all scheduled for twenty five minutes and yeah. twenty five minutes Holy inside shit. of the cage is a long time. <laughs> 15 minutes is a long time, but in that 15 minutes, there's moments where you can take rest. Rest. There's moments where you can take your foot off the gas. I've never found those. I'm always, I'm always going forward. I'm always, you know, getting in the fight because I always, I, I fought exactly how I wrestled. I put my toe on the line. The referee blew the whistle, and I put my hands on you, and I'm pushing you, and I'm pulling you, and I am attacking for seven minutes straight. And I just have kept that mentality my entire career, and. You know, it's worked out. It doesn't always work out. But, I mean, all of my fights have always been like that. All sure. of my fights in Bellator, win, lose, or draw, they've always been, you know, pretty, pretty. Is it safe to say that's your style? Like, that's and you embrace style, it. Yeah. So, from a, from a competitor standpoint, they're like, all right, I'm fighting Michael. Mm-hmm. You know that he's going to do this. He's, oh, he's coming at you. Yep. So, how does that put you, you know, uh, you know sort of like they know what you're going to do already because yep. that's your style. He's attack, 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 attack. All right. So, if you're. He is as well, though. Who, Dustin? He, he is as well. Yeah. He's also that way. Mm-hmm. So that's why this is a very interesting mm-hmm. matchup. But, you know, it's an interesting matchup. But if it goes to the, you know, ground, I mean, it's it's going to be. So 
I, I've seen I you do wait. some stuff with bodies when your body's mm-hmm. slamming, dropping him. He's oh like, my god! Like, <laughs> like I was watching the Bellator ones. Mike, you're talking about you're just like if I had to describe your fighting, it's like a wild, like a gorilla just jumping on your ass. <laughs> like I forgot which fight it was. It was Bellator, and you were. It was a ball dude, and you did. It was a stand up guillotine. The guy's head turned that color red. I thought it was gonna pop off. It was a stand dude standing guillotine, and then he just dropped. Like it, you just don't mm-hmm. let them breathe. No, which is yeah. that's to go forward and just yeah. don't stop, bro. You, don't yeah, let them when breathe. You, when, you, when you attack, you got you got to take the opportunity and you got to attack and you hold it until that's the sick, ref pulls bro. You off. Pat, you remember uh, we you interviewed Dustin Poirier thirteen months ago at yeah. the vault, yeah. So uh, and it was right on the heels of the McGregor victory, yeah. yeah, which is crazy. He was the biggest name in UFC at that point. You beat McGregor, I mean, yeah. But do you remember what you asked him about how he prepares for a fight and then he puts the date on the calendar and he circles, uh, you know, what he can control. Mm-hmm. And then outside of the calendar, outside of the circle, uh, was everything else. Yep. The media, the noise, the shit talking, the, you know, you're never going to be this, whatever. It was very impressive. You remember this. Uh, it, was, it was something that stuck with me about him. It's like you can control what's in this circle. Outside of that, nothing you can do. What's your preparation look like? What's your mindset look like coming into a fight? Um, you know, I, uh, I can't say that I have any kind of chart like that. Um, but I do, I think for me, I've just been, I've been training for, for so long. I do every training camp is, is different, but every training camp is very much the same. You know, we train two or three times a day, five, six days a week. Right now I've made it, I made a, I made a choice when I came down here and started training in Florida. My family lives in Nashville or we all live in Nashville, but I come here for eight, nine, 10 weeks at a time. I was going to fly home every, every Friday and I was going to fly back every Sunday. And if my, if my career, if it was a detriment to my career, I was willing to make that choice and that sacrifice and it's worked out fine. So Monday through Thursday, I train twice uh, twice a day between practices. I honestly try to fill my time up with with things. You know, even when I was scheduling this, you know, I was like, "Hey, I usually usually I'm between two and one and five p.m. Usually works out well for me. Today worked out well because I lifted at two, trained at ten, lifted at two, and then we have this evening. Um, so I just try to spend a lot of time. I always do my morning routine of you know mm-hmm. prayer, visualization, reading a devotional, maybe listening to some music or even something on YouTube that's kind of getting me pumped up. Um, not really pumped up, but more just edified, built up. Um, because yeah, the this this tra- these training camps will beat you down to your knees if if you let it. And you have to you have to pull away sometimes. You have to fill up your cup. Thank God, you know, for me going home on the weekends, I'll take two days off sometimes and just be with my family. That fills up my cup and then I can just go grind the you know, grind the grindstone for Monday through Friday again. And so it sounds I mean, like you're a major system guy. Yeah. I mean right. Yeah. And I like to I like to fill up, you know, right right now I'm really trying to fill things fill my day up with things. Or else you just sit around and you think about the fight and you might you might think, well that sounds good. Yeah, think about the fight as much as you can. And it's like, no, not really, because I can one of the most important things I think in business, relationships, any endeavor in sport is being able to trust yourself. Can you trust yourself? I know without a shadow of a doubt when that cage door closes and that referee says, are you ready? Are you ready? Go. I can trust myself to go out there and do, and do what, and do what I need to do. So, so everything else going back to Mm -hmm. the, the, the chart is, is just noise. You know, if I sit there for three hours and do I need to, you know, watch mindless Netflix. Okay. Maybe, you know, maybe I, or maybe I do watch film. Maybe I do watch some film with my coach, but for the most part, Mm -hmm. I compartmentalize that two hours in the morning, that two hours in the evening, maybe a little bit of visualization or today I had body work, an hour long massage. Um, 
to to build the body. But obviously. Mike, that 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 trust you talk about, which is very powerful. I mean, when he said that, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that that doesn't sound like the Michael from ten years ago. It no. sounded like you didn't trust yourself no. or you didn't trust your mindset, right? Am I am I? No, I, tr- that I, tr- I trusted myself to to self sabotage myself more than I trusted myself to. Am I always going to win? Do I trust myself to win? No, because this is the sport of mixed martial arts. I'm fighting a, another world-class man in four-ounce gloves, and anything can happen. But do I trust myself to know that from the beginning of training camp to the end of training camp, did I leave no stone unturned in my preparation? Did I do every single thing right that I needed to do? And once you have that, you can go out You can go out there and compete and and, tr- and train and, and go. When those lights turn on, you can just trust yourself to you know, be up to the will of whatever is going to happen that night. Uh, Mike, the, when you have had all these fights you've had, I asked Dustin who's the hardest puncher that he went with. He said Connor, and then he said the toughest opponent. He said Khabib is who he said when yeah. we were talking. <clears throat> who have you faced that you would say was the toughest, best punch, and as well as the best ground grappler? Um, it's uh, it's a, I mean. From a from a striking, just a, just an absolute dog you standpoint, felt, you know, yeah, it, it was it was Justin Gaethje or even Eddie Alvarez or Eddie Alvarez. I mean, we fought last time we fought was like 2013 or 14 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the toughest and hardest hardest fight uh, from a strategic standpoint, from a from a, it seemed like everything you tried to do, you couldn't hurt the guy. Was a guy Benson Henderson. Wow, Benson Henderson, former UFC champion, came over to Bellator. I fought him twice. I passed out in the between the fourth and fifth round the first time I fought him. That was the big suplex that happened, and I beat the tar out of him for two, three rounds. The guy didn't have a red mark. He didn't have a Nothing. scrape. He didn't. Have <laughs> I, a I remember. And I'm looking at him, and he just like throwing his, <laughs> his big hair, hair back, up, yeah. and I'm just like, dude, are you a robot? What is? <laughs> so I mean, there's there's nothing worse than that. That's actually I've had a I've you know, I, I've had gone back and looked at you know watched that fight and just thought man i hit him with everything but the kitchen sink and and the guy just flipped his hair back and looked like he you know he did a very he had a very very good poker face and even though you knew he had a poker face that poker face still got to you and you're just like ah, ah going at him and and he was good on the ground he was gumby on the ground i slammed him on his head you know with a, the probably one of the greatest suplexes in mixed martial arts history and he gets up like dude i'm good, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> that hair was cushioned bro. but he but he wasn't he wasn't kind of a savage offensive like gaethje was where he's gonna hit you with leg kicks he's gonna hit you with knees he's gonna throw a thousand punches he wasn't same thing with eddie alvarez same thing with even a you know a charles Oliveira who's becoming more and more offensive with his muay thai um so yeah, Benson Henderson was the most durable, toughest guy that I ever fought, and then obviously the hardest puncher would be, I think, Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje, man. Justin yeah. Gaethje, he's a scrapper, bro. Who we're we're gonna fight again? We yeah. will, we will fight again. So you, you gonna fight Charles again? I beat Dustin November twelfth, and then I fight. I think Charles is gonna beat Islam, and I I fight Charles. Yeah, March or April of next year, and, so I, win, and I win the title, and I put it, and I put it right here. Yes. Ah. How the hell is Charles an underdog? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it, and I, and I've, and I've answered this question now three or four times, and I always get flack for it because everybody thinks I'm hating on Islam. I'm not necessarily hating on Islam. Islam, Islam is about as impressive as you can possibly be and look and get a title shot without ever having fought somebody inside the top five. Um, so I don't understand. I think it's, uh, I think it's maybe the Dagestani Khabib connection, mystique of him, you know, being Khabib's, you know, brother ish you know so is this like, the guy that told you to shut up and stay in your lane 
Uh, probably. I mean, they. Uh, I mean, people probably. I don't. I don't remember that. There was, that a was, quote I think it was probably I Islam. Probably Islam. Yeah. Uh, so, so Mike, yeah. I, I, got, I got a question. So, uh, like, as a stand-up comedian, I go on stage. Like, it really it doesn't happen now, but you know, it happens from time to time when you're just not the crowd and you. It just doesn't connect. You say one word, you're off the rails, and it's it's a law. You know what I mean? Like, it that stays with a comedian, bro. It's yeah. depressing. A lot of them do crazy stuff. They drink. They do drugs. Some of them, which I know they they commit suicide. What? How do you? And it takes us a while to get back until I do another dope set. Then I'm kind of getting back, but that thing still sits on my mind. When it comes to taking a loss, how do you? How do you deal with a loss, and how do you not let it affect you for how long? How long till it's in your head, Mikey? And then you're just like, I'm done. You move forward. Does it linger to your next fight? Like, how do you? How do you deal with that? That's actually a really, really awesome question because the the best part about mixed martial arts is a lifestyle that we get to live where we only fight two to three times a year, maybe four times a year every now and again, now and again. And if you're, and if you built a great career and you, and you have great fight purses and you have good sponsors and you're able to make a great living, you don't want to be in training camp the whole year. You want to have some downtime. But on the flip side of that, that very positive is also a very big negative because we talk about the sport of wrestling or stand up comedy. Yeah. You, you might do two shows in a row and you might do a show five weeks in a row or yeah. five, you know? Mm-hmm. So you take an L one night and people are booing you or they're throwing whatever they yeah. throw tomatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever yeah. at you. I've seen people throw batteries just, at this yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 he's right. got some and you just you, know, you, feel, you, feel, you feel like, hey, this isn't working out. I am yeah. a, I am a loser, right? Hundred percent. But then you get an opportunity very soon to get back on stage and right that wrong. Yep. Wrestling was the same thing. If I lost a dual meet on Wednesday, we're going to wrestle again on Saturday. I can get back in the win column and I can move forward. So the problem or the 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 hardest part about mixed martial arts is when you do take a loss. Mm-hmm. Not only are you most likely in pain, maybe you got some stitches, maybe you got some swelling, maybe you're limping around, you know. You then you then you see all the media and then you see people's, you know, people's reaction and that kind of stuff, and you try not to let it get to you, and you don't get the opportunity to right that wrong for three, months. four, five, six, months. it's been eight months. So and and I and I actually I actually uh had a had a, a part of my story. I went six hundred and eighty eight days without winning a fight. Wow. I was the Bellator champion. I lost to Eddie Alvarez. I lost. I lost my first fight, and in that moment, that small guy from the small town, from who was taught to do small things, who I thought I had duct taped wow. to the basement of my mind, yeah. Yeah. crept back in and said, "I told you you were an imposter. Wow. I told you you weren't good. I told you everything that they said about you was far false. Everything that you believed about yourself was false." And that loss turned into another loss, and then another loss, and I lost three three fights in a row, and I had to do a lot of work to get back to believing in myself and believing that I was created and destined for great things. So so the the great thing about this mixed martial arts life is we do get time off between fights, but it's you know when you take a loss, you know there's sometimes you take a you get an awesome win like my Tony Ferguson fight I was on top of the world I'm like man I'm kind of kind of ready to get back in kind of ready yeah. to get back in there. I would love to like keep this momentum going get get toward a title shot. Um, and then there's some wins where you're like, okay, I'm going to rest on these coattails for just a second. Let me, let me come out. Cause you got to remember you're, you're also talking to somewhat of a robot right now. I'm in training camp and I got to do all these things that I have to do. And, and you wouldn't get the same me. Luckily I'm able to compartmentalize it when I'm able to have an awesome platform like this. And thank you for giving me this, but I am somewhat of a, a robot and you want to pull yourself away from that. My son doesn't, my sons don't want to. You know, my son's hap doesn't want to play in the backyard with a, a robot. When I go home this weekend, I'm going to be a little bit different daddy than I normally am because I'm in training camp and I'm focused. And I try to compartmentalize it, and I don't do a great job of it at the at the same time. Same thing with my wife. Same thing with my my new baby Ace. Um, 
So congratulations, congratulations, thank that, you, Mike. Thank and this you. is your second. You, this is your second kid that you adopted, bro. God bless second. you, bro. Thank you. Good on you, bro. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he was born. He was born two and a half weeks before the Tony Ferguson. Film, oh, so. oh, wow, yeah. wow. Mike, yeah, uh, th- it's very powerful what you just said because mm-hmm. all right. So if you play in the NBA, if you play in the NFL, the MLB, hockey, whatever, the soccer, there's a game the next day, the next week, the next month. Yeah, you go three, six, nine, twelve months. Yep. without a W, without a fight. Yeah, that's. I mean, in in, in wrestling or UFC and, and boxing, that's got to weigh on you more than any other sport. Yeah, right. It is. It is very. It is very tough. It is, and that's. I think that's the hardest part about it. And and also from a longevity standpoint, you do take a loss. No matter what, we need. Even if I went in there and got caught in a submission, it was just a, a choke or something somewhat benign and didn't take a lot of damage in the first thirty seconds. I still went the last eight ten weeks sparring two three times a, a, a week, and I'm taking damage i'm taking damage right now before the fight even happens and i've gotten very i think very methodical and and smart about how i train who i train with the training partners that i I go with i'm not going to say oh hey this is a brand new guy who's a world champion kickboxer from amsterdam let me go ahead and test myself i don't need to test i i've done my tests people know i'm tough people know i i swing i swing and i'm fine uh i'd rather be training in a safe manner with a smile on my face in not in that fight or flight mode and be thinking about it. And then when I get in there, once again, going back to, I can trust myself and know that I can pull that guy out of me. Well, if you need a sparring partner where you're in Florida, Vinny yeah, is I available. You, Vinny. On, I know Vinny. he wants to do stand up as well. Mike, Mike, Mike if, you wanna, if you want to practice your rear naked choke, I'll just, whatever. Imagine just me and it's like, no, just a little, let me show you. Oh, gone. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. But this is, this is a, uh, Again, going back to it, this is a big fight. Yeah, this is a this is a very big fight for many different reasons. You know, both from your end and his end, uh, uh, it's different point to prove on both sides, uh, solving for different thing on both sides. You know, where he's going, where you're going. Uh, it's going to be so interesting to see what strategy each of you takes going into this one. Yeah, I, I think fan base is excited. Fan base is excited. Good for Dana for putting this one together. And from here, it could be very quickly. By the way, how soon do you think Connor's going to come back? How soon do you think Connor will fight? I don't know. I mean, I was I was in the you know I was obviously in the running for that you know Connor coming back if he was going to come back. Um, there was a lot of talk about me fighting him. Obviously, I you oh know I God, oh my God, Connor McGregor. You know, obviously <laughs> I called him out. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, I called him out, and everybody was talking about it. He even tweeted me. I tweeted him back in a very once again respectful sure. manner, which is great. You know. Um, but I think uh, you know now he's doing the Roadhouse remake with Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, um, I actually, the the, uh, the yeah, movie. Or yeah, saying? the movie. Yeah, yeah. I actually got I actually got called about with that Patrick part. Swayze. Yeah, that movie the remake. Yeah. What it's the remake? That's gonna be is he playing Jake Patrick Gyllenhaal. Swayze? No, no, no. no, he's, no, no Jake no. Gyllenhaal is playing Patrick Swayze, and no, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. He's no, no. Patrick Swayze. Hey, Freaking kidding Jake, me? I was gonna say, can you imagine Conor McGregor being the Patrick Swayze? They're like, who the hell's the guy with the accent? Like, where did he come from? Yeah, I didn't think about that. There's no Irish guys in the. Uh, That's what I'm yeah, saying. No bro. Irish accents. In yeah, the, he's gonna have to learn an American accent. But then Mike and else, because Mike, every, I mean, I've been following. You know, I follow. You know, Connor's. You know, life, and I mean, since the injury, he looks like he's been. You know, getting back to shape, and he's looking crazy. But I mean, he's drinking and going out like a madman, bro. Every time I see him, he's somewhere faded, drinking. You know, I know he's promoting the, Justin, the proper. Call, Justin called him out. Justin recently called him out. He says, "Look, yeah. you get to do everything. I want to do everything. Let's fight. Let's face each other. I'm good with that." But. You know, he's put on too much size where he's at. He's jacked. He is jacked. But listen, that guy right there, if he fought today, 
everybody's buying the paper. You know, out of the top five biggest UFC fights, uh, uh, Vinny, yeah. do you know out of the top five most pay-per-views bought ever in the history of UFC, you know who's in the top five? How many of the fights are his? Connor. All of them, probably. Four out of five is really? his. Is Connor. Really? Four out of five are his. Who's oh. the other one? Biggest pay-per-view. You can pull this article up. Pull it up. Biggest, most uh, 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 viewed pay-per-view. I'll, most viewed I, I, paper. I might say it would have been Jose, uh, Jose Aldo and him because that was just the lead-up with the UFC embedded, bro. It was – and Con, that that was the first time that you saw Connor's uh, – like trolling and talking crap and no guys, it may even be five for five. Yeah, I think it's. Connor. I think it might be five for five. Well, it's five for five. Connor. It's Connor. Connor. Yeah. Was was Aldo the first one? Because that, that that tour. Okay, that I'll just did. tell you right now. Here's what. I, as a matter of fact, it's not even five for five. Check this out. It's six for six. Yeah. Okay. Highest one is him versus uh, 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 could be number two is Portier two. Diaz. Number three is Diaz two. Number three is Portier three. Number four is Sarone. Number five is Diaz one. And then seven is Usman Masvidal. And then eight wow. is him Alvarez. Wow. Eight is Mir Lesnar. Nine is him Aldo. Yeah. So, so he's seven out of the top ten fights. I, you got I mean to, pay-per-view ever. Yeah. Do you this is this is insanity on what he because Usman is not a smack t- it's not his way to do. When him and Kobe that one time, remember Kobe sitting there in in the Kobe you Covington. know after the fight and Usman comes in and he's saying stuff to him. Yeah. Kobe can do it. He can yeah. he can uh, 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 talk smack. Usman is he's a professional. He yeah. came and, you know, he took the fight in a different way this time. The last minute 29, whatever the time was when he got yeah. he started backing up. He could have won that fight. He's probably so upset with that one. But yeah. Usman's still being who he is. Uh Masvidal can talk some smack and he'll sell tickets. Uh but uh McGregor. So it's gonna be interesting who he's gonna fight when he comes back. Yeah. I mean I, I don't it's it depends on where his mind where his mindset is on you know what he wants to do. I mean, Connor and, and the UFC as well. The UFC. I mean, I think he needs he needs to he, he needs to come back and, and get a win if he wants to continue to be Connor. Uh, does he need to be Connor anymore? No. I mean, obviously he sold his whiskey for what 165 Dude, million. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. he's set for life. You know, um, 165 so. million is not a lot of money if you depending on how you live. How yeah. Well, I guess no. No. Compared to how he lives, guys. No. No. Compared to how he lives. I'm not being funny and sarcastic. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, okay, stop it. Pat, go ahead, sell me on that. Go. Yeah. Tell me why 165 First of million all, is not that much it's money. It's not a go. lot of money if you go, keep Pat. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Let's do the math. I want to know how many I people agree with for, whatever oh Pat's going to say. Gosh, you're so go, funny. Go. 165 million. How much taxes are you paying on that? Say 30 percent. Okay, okay. Put that, I'm going to be I'm going to be friendly. So you still Take, got 100 million plus left. You got 120 left. Okay, you go buy 20 million dollar homes left and right. Okay. You go buy yachts. You go party hardcore. You go travel private jet from here to Europe back. That's a $500,000 flight. If you're going from Europe to Vegas on a private, it's $500,000, $300,000. How many times can you do that right there? Gas prices are going up. You can go with just with jet alone, that's $10 million in a year that's gone. Believe me, $165 million is not a lot of money depending on how you live. I'm telling you and right now, it's not a lot right. of money he depending on your life. He lives, no. he lives a lavish life. I know life. guys who have a million bucks that will have a million bucks 10 years from now based on how they live, and they'll stretch a million. And I know guys that got a few hundred that they act as if they're billionaires, and you're not yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's. it's uh, what you're saying is mindset, and basically your expenditures. You, is, I, I don't know if he's ever going to fight the way he fought Diaz 1. I don't think so either. I yeah. don't know if we're going to get a Diaz 1 fight. Do I think any fight he gets, we're still going to watch it? Yes. 
But you're not. By the way, check this out. Look how crazy this is. Look how crazy this is. Two point four. No, no, no. Just look at this. How many do you see there with Khabib? One. 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 What does that tell you? What do you mean? He doesn't have the fight. No, no. He only has one because the other guy he fought is McGregor. Yeah. So, 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 so it's either you're extremely exciting. Yeah. Or you're, you know, uh, you're, you're smack talker. You're. You know, but it's got to be one of the two. Like, you know, for example, he sells because he's extremely exciting. Yeah. Connor sells because he's just talking. But even Khabib is not on this list. 100%. Right? Yeah. Without Connor. Just, and, yeah. and they call him the GOAT, and he's not even on this list. Yeah, he's not ex- well, Because people want to watch a exciting. This yeah. whole thing with the Cosmo. Uh, um, how do you say it? Like, I always screwed up. Hamza. Hamza, right? Think the, I think the case. And I'm Middle Eastern and I screwed up. Like, I should get. Because I can do. Hamza, okay. So we were at his fight, and he's fighting a couple fights ago in Jacksonville. Frick, boom. Good. Oh, he went up against your guy, your buddy. Uh, uh, when he oh, was Gilbert Burns, what a yeah. fight! That was, by yeah, that was, that was a great by fight. the way, no one thought it was going to be that great, yeah, but this was guy awesome. was like, "Wait a minute, Gilbert's the man." He this was is just when you were with Rogan, yeah, but, but no, but this fight was a fight, yeah. right? He has, uh, you know, he's a little bit, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. But if that guy comes up, comes back and fights, I would, I would listen to me. I would not illegally stream that fight if he fought him. Mm. You if wouldn't you illegally fight, stream if you it. you fight McGregor, <laughs> I'm paying for that shit. Thank you. You know no, what? I appreciate no, that. Man. What, what a loyal, what a loyalty, man. He values time, it. No, joking, yeah. You like, really like, find like, out who your friends are time. when they don't illegally stream your fights. <laughs> that, that's a friend. He's I'm about like, to say it's the first time he's not going to illegally stream uh, no, the freaking I'm, thing. I'm, yeah. Listen, and I'm being real. Too. I mean, I'm, I'm BSing, but I'm definitely paying for that. But I think and this these stats, Matt, I mean, he took Connor. Took Ireland on his back, and yeah. I've never seen a fighter because I brought. I, I real talk. My friend Jade could attest uh, for this. I was watching Connor when he was first starting off, and they were just whispering his name during bigger UFC fights. And I followed him. I saw him, bro. He put Ireland on his back, and that's a huge. That the whole country the way, bro, shuts look, down when this. Look guy at fights. Rousey. Yeah. Look at Rousey. Well, Rousey on the, the, with the Holmes. That's when she kicked her and she knocked her out, right? And Lesnar's yeah. on there. How many times? Three times. Good for Lesnar. Look at that. Bro, yeah. Did you see Brock Lesnar like, in college fight? Have you ever yeah. seen him in yeah. wrestling? It was. It's a spectacle. Like yeah. it was. He was yeah. a monster. Bro. Yeah, he was a monster. Did you see that guy? 20, oh 21, 22. Yeah. Was, yeah, dude, just beast. Like just it's yeah. a maniac. The, He's that guy when you, and you see him in the ring, you're just like, "What is that? Not who is but, that? But what the, is but that?" The, but you got to realize <laughs> the difference between him, like this guy, has been fighting in fist fights since he was a kid. Like he enjoys a yeah, fight. 100%. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a, he's, a, he's a you know. You know the the stuff he says in in his interviews. He's like, man, I've been fighting my entire life. Yeah. I like a street fight. You know, I like to get into <laughs> yeah. it. With, you know, it's a, it's a look different. How, guy. Look how Jackie is right there with his coaches. Yeah, that one right there, Tyler. They'll go up, up, yeah. up right there. This he, cat is just. <laughs> well, the greatest thing about the greatest thing about uh, Brock is that he was a legitimate college wrestler. You know, exactly. Yeah, you, you know, obviously you can go the WWE route. Oh, it's it's you know scripted or it's this yeah. and it's that. And but he, this was him he at, scrap, at Minnesota from Webster, Webster, uh, South Dakota. Dude, and that's a won, a, nature, won a national title with the Gophers. That's nuts, bro. Yeah, it, the yeah, the school he went to was it a wrestling school or, or Minnesota? Minnesota? It is. Yeah, Minnesota's yeah. Minnesota is always usually top ten. But, but anywhere, Iowa anywhere is it's very cold. Anywhere where Penn it's State. very cold, it's wrestling. You know, yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. You know these types of places, bro. Ohio, they produce wrestlers. Yep. 
<coughs> Interesting. Pen- Pennsylvania. Pen- you said Penn, Penn State, State is number Penn one. Penn State's now the number one because it used to be Iowa for a while. From what yeah, I was still you know always in the top five. Oklahoma State's usually in the top five. Um, Where's your people in Mizzou in that? Mizzou top were always in the top ten. Usually, we had a national champion this year, Keegan Mueller. Um, so, yeah, it's good. And 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 by the way, sorry, Keegan O'Toole. Somebody saying right now saying Diaz was in the three of those. Yeah, you know, three of the seven. So someone's trying to say like Diaz was also. Diaz is an exciting fighter as well because he'll fight. He's a dog, but it's, it's selling tickets. So he comes back. Uh, he fights you. You guys, oh, that's going to be a fight, bro. I would that would be great. That's going to be a good fight, man. It'd be fun. That's going to be know. a fun fight. That's going to be a fun fight if those two go, uh, uh, if the two of you guys go together. Have you had any interaction with Connor? Like, have you guys spent time? Have you guys talked or not necessarily? No. Well, so we shared uh, We shared a card. I was actually on, I was on the Poirier 2. No, Poirier 1. No, Poirier 2. I Yeah, because they fought three times. So I was on the Poirier to UFC 257. That was my debut in the UFC when I fought Dan Hooker. So we shared uh, shared a press conference. When was that exactly? That was January 23rd. How long was that fight? That fight was what? You remember where we were for that? Two and a half minutes. That fight was... was We watched it in the house here in Boca. We watched him fight in the UFC at your house. You just moved into the house in Boca, January of 20. Yeah. We had just moved back. Remember what I said? What'd you say? You, this guy's one of the most exciting fighters. <laughs> in the man, not dude, what not I'm man, saying dude. is, this is the guy. Like <laughs> the, the UFC, you know, you want guys like yeah. this because people are. You, you know what I what I don't like about the NBA product today? Here's what I don't like about the NBA product today. These guys, let's just say, you know, like I want to take the kids to go to a game. Do you know I'm not interested in taking because I want to buy like a court size because I want to take the guys to court size uh, basketball game, right? When the Lakers are coming down here to see if they want to play Miami or Golden State, you know what my, what my biggest concern is? Hmm. Yeah, you know they're resting that day. Just they're uh, just resting that day. Yeah. There's no such thing as fans in the in the NBA. They don't care about the fans during the season, right? Yeah. NFL, it's fan based. Okay. MLB, they rest a little bit, but it's still fan based, right? UFC is all fans. Guys like Michael. This is exactly what the UFC wants. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Michael who come and put on a show and people like me are hoping the fight isn't in November. It's this Saturday. But it's yeah, not this man. Saturday, right? We got to yeah. wait. Yeah, we got some time. Five and a half I got, weeks. I still got some, I still got some so training. I got November 12th, right? And some weight cutting, yeah. In Madison Square Garden, Madison, right? Yeah. Listen, Garden. Pat, if you guys want us three, just listen. If you guys, early Christmas, get whatever. Listen, I'll go. No. Just November 12th. So I don't what have to illegally sweetheart. stream it. What a I'll watch it live. See? You know what I'm saying, Mike? Guys, here's all I know. Come 150 on. million bucks ain't that much money. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pick, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. What do you think about with Zuckerberg getting involved in the UFC and what he's doing? Because when the video came out with Zuck, I don't. I mean, those that video is a real video. He didn't look yeah. like a. Yeah, sometimes people show their videos like they're boxing or training. You're like, yeah, you shouldn't have put that up. Like Stephen A. Smith one time put up a video yeah, of him was, boxing. Yeah, and <laughs> I hope he was just trolling. He didn't no, he actually wasn't. Think, he was actually, <laughs> he actually he and, was. The, and everybody on Twitter went after him. But yeah. when Mark put it up, you're like, you know what? Those he, kicks are yeah. real kicks. He yeah, he just doesn't move too bad at all, man. Zuck's got some hands and some, yeah. some kicks. You know who else does? Wiz Khalifa. You ever seen Wiz Khalifa? Wiz hit? scrap. Wiz Wiz Khalifa, or I don't know if he can scrap, oh. but I mean, he can hit pads. Oh, he, okay, he yeah. trains out. And, yeah, he's a tall, like, lanky. Do. Yeah, like you know, when you when you just watch guys, so you're, you're, you're so you norm used to seeing Zuckerberg like in his you know Facebook attire or whatever, and all of a sudden he's you know throwing on 
gloves and hitting pads and throwing knees and kicks and low leg kicks. You're like, whoa, what the what? Yeah. So, what, kind of, what, how is it, so how is he getting involved? You mean just kind of watching or, or is there you something else? You think he wants to do more with it? You think there's uh, additional? I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see how, what Dana's perspective would be on on that, actually. I don't know. So what what is the story? He's been know. he's been kind of invited to these private well, showings of well, UFC so this fighters? Is not, it's not a private showing. It was at the UFC Apex, which is somewhat private because I think it only holds maybe 500 people or so. Oh, and you, wow. you can go you can go i think you can buy a table and have a couple people with you and watch the fights yeah um it's by no means a private event but it's definitely not a you know a, a arena it. show but it, there was reports that came out because there was a girl named Mackenzie dern who i think was either the the main event or the co-main event i think it was the main event who said that zuckerberg rented out the whole apex Got for it. the show which i think turned out to be not true oh really well, let me Alleg- tell you, allegedly let me tell you something know. michael dana white Number one promoter out there in the world. When you're talking about hype and showmanship and just pizzazz, yeah. I'm thinking Mark Zuckerberg. Bro. Yeah. That yeah. guy's got it. He's got Definitely it. He's not electric. a human robot. What he's the electric. fuck? Yeah. He's electric. Confidence, swag. Yeah. You talk about <laughs> Connor McZuckerberg. Yeah. yeah, I just got canceled. Yeah. I, but, but, <laughs> but you know what? You know what? The, the, to me, you know, he went on Joe, Joe Rogan, and the interview came out, you know, some stuff that he said with FBI and all this other stuff. And then he's out there doing stuff. I think a part of him is like, look, man, I'm worth $100 billion, but I'm living my life as well, and I got interests, and I'm doing what I'm doing. And I don't know. I like it. I like seeing what he's doing. I like the fact that he's out yeah. there doing what he's doing in the water. I like the fact that you're he seeing lives, him doing you know, If he's not an alien, listen to me. You ever seen the video where he smokes meats? No. For an hour, he's like, yeah, I'm smoking some meat, smoking some ribs, smoking some, like just yeah. it's an hour of him talking about how he's smoking no, no, meat. The weirdest, strangest thing the I've ever watched. The weirdest is him. I, I guarantee one of you two have so, – you've probably seen it. He's uh, testifying in front of Congress about the privacy issues of Facebook and uh, the memes of him being a robot because he's sitting like this, Mike, and I'm not joking. If you can pull up, it, he it's like almost a robot. He goes, I have to drink this. Now, it was the weirdest yeah. – Drinking of water I've oh ever seen God. in my I life. Liked it, but but he, he, also, he also had a mic drop moment. Which one was it? What was when they said, so, he, so uh, to, uh, Mark, uh, how, how do you guys make money? Okay. <laughs> we, we sell ads. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he goes to the next person. You don't remember this whole mic uh, when he says uh, we sell ads? Like, why well, do you think we make money? Yeah, like, we have nothing else to sell. Yeah. Our, yeah, our model is selling ads. Yeah. And the guy had nothing back to say to him. By the way, you know how much money he's lost this year? His net worth has dropped $61 billion. So what's he worth now? Billion. Half, yeah. Yeah. What do you think he's worth now? Dude, sell him 70? five bucks. I think he may Dude. like need some money. You send he, him he's a, still go, worth $100 billion or no? Uh, he's still probably worth $40 billion. He's probably Look, worth... Pat, I say this all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's not five mil- Facebook, $40 billion Facebook ain't as much as it down? used to be, bro. Facebook stock has gone down that much or yeah. what? Yeah. Facebook stock. Well, a lot, a lot of the tech uh, companies the, have taken This week, the great news when Elon Musk announced that he's buying them, all the tech stocks went to the roof. Twitter blew up and it brought everybody else up. Facebook went up. Everybody went up this week, but... Uh, 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 Facebook's taking a hit. I think they 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 started a news site like Substack, and they just shut it down yesterday or today. They just shut down Substack uh, and Meta. Some stuff is going on with them that they're trying to re-strategize and what to do with the product. But uh, you know he's uh, he's he's definitely got a few challenges ahead of him. But you know his product, the product that he has, is not the product that it once was. The moment they changed the app, uh, the advertising side, where it no longer kept track of how you did advertising before, and it had to refresh because it's yeah, not keeping sucks. that. Yeah, 
advertiser that changed the game yeah. in a well, big way. It messed with every everybody's ability to to track how, how and why. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it that did, was the whole model sense. about it. The, the whole thing that was very appealing was, you know, if I spend a hundred grand, I can retarget the people. Now I got to start from scratch again. Yeah, it was just from scratch it, unless that was a pri- was there was there some kind of privacy issue deal going That's on? That's what there? it was. That's that was the whole thing. Okay, so they did yeah. it from yeah. the privacy Pat, cra- standpoint. Crazy, you know, conspiracy question. Just yeah. throwing it out there. In the last twenty-four months, Zuckerberg, you know, Mister Robot himself. When, before they changed Facebook to Meta, right? The epitome of join the Meta. You seen that commercial where he did mm-hmm. it? Was like you can come yeah. into the Metaverse yeah. and have an avatar. It was the most robotic commercial thing ever, but you know, basically. And then since then, everything with Meta, NFTs, crypto has obviously shit the bed. Yeah. Do you think someone pulled him aside and was like, "Listen, bro, people legitimately think you're a cyborg or a robot, <laughs> like straight up, Chill not out. like they actually think that." <laughs> Start doing some UFC stuff. Start cooking some meats. Get out there and <laughs> yeah. start surfing and maybe yeah. don't put so much sunscreen on your face. Whatever. Just go be a human. Yeah. Do you think someone actually said that to him? I I don't know. I, I think, listen, I think when you make money and then you have FU money times 100, like, you know, FU money is what? Anything above... Let's just say hundred million dollars got a few money. You okay, gotta be fine. above one sixty five. It's gotta be at least one sixty five. We know that. Whatever the number was, because you like, can, hey, you can't live, you that. can't live off of that, yeah, no, and you could lose it. Let no. me tell you a couple <laughs> ways it goes real quick. All right, listen. Hey, have you seen the price of fuel? Right? You go from Europe to Vegas in the oh, sorry. I, I'm sorry. It's saying, over. I, I can't ever say that again. <laughs> huh? Every single time. I'm the comedian. You <laughs> that is so okay. funny. So you're saying when you got fucking money. No, you yeah. know what I'm saying is I'm saying, dude, the guy's, how old is the guy now? Is he 38? Is he 30? Late, late 30s, early 40s. Go right oh, here. He's 38 years old. 30, I mean, good look, calm. It's kind of like, cow. I want to live a life. I want to yeah. This is what I want to do, bro. Like, leave me alone, bro. I just build a company. I compete. I got it big. I'm rich. Yes, I got money and I'm pretty powerful. I, I still want to live a life. I don't want to be just this billionaire. I want to live my life. I think there's a part of it that's just more the life. If you constantly have to act for how the world views you, dude, that's a myth. You're a slave to the world. It's not a good life. It doesn't matter how much money they give you. If you constantly, like, by the way, you know what's been happening that you're seeing is I think Elon started this trend. I fully believe Elon started this trend because if you think about Elon, Bezos, Zuck, which one of them enjoys life the most? Elon. Maybe Elon. Okay, Elon but, but that wasn't the case for the longest time because he wasn't. He was so mechanical and yeah. he was so much about... Yeah. Then finally he's like, listen, man, I'm, I'm freaking... Here's who I am. I'm the real guy from Iron Man. And he's in the movie. Like, oh, shit, that's funny. Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's kind of cool yeah. to see you here. You know? yeah. It's kind of great seeing you here. Like, oh, so this guy's got a lighter side to him. He's not just a genius... You know, I'm going to the space type of guy. And then he starts trolling and he's taking shots at uh, our president, Joe Biden. And then Bezos is like, well, why are people liking him more than me? Maybe I can say something to Joe Biden. Then Bezos did. Mm-hmm. And then now Zuck is coming out. So I think what's happened with all these guys is, you know, Elon's trying to say to these guys, you can be the richest man on the planet, but you still got to live your life and enjoy yep. yourself. Because you're going to die eventually. You're going to live mm-hmm. forever. So yep. I think they're all kind of yeah. learning from each other. Like whatever space you're in. You're going to look at another pace setter in your world to see what they're doing. And the pace setter in this world is Musk today, and yeah. they're kind of following his lead. Now, here's, totally agree. A, here's a real question. Here's a real question. Say Dana's able to pull this fight off. 
Jake, Paul, Bezos, and Zuck. <laughs> <laughs> the By biggest the pay-per-view of all time, <laughs> for sure. It tops that list by like, times six. That list. Yeah, that list is gone. They send one tweet. Next yeah. thing you know, pay-per-view, 29.7 million buys. Oh you know. Okay, so let me just ask you right up front. Bezos against Musk. Who wins? Musk. Musk. Serious. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what, I don't know what Bezos, Bezos looks like. Bezos is working out. I like Bezos it. is yeah. working out. Yeah. I like I like Bezos like Musk better. How, yeah. tall is, how tall is Musk though? Musk is Six tall. Two? He's is a he? tall dude, bro. Jeff Bezos. Uh, like, uh, that eye know. really bothers me though. <laughs> I gotta that tell you, weird, creepy as, guy. Got a lazy eye. as you were saying this about uh, Musk, Bezos has been having a lot of fun lately. That's he's what with I'm, the new I'm, chick, just Lauren Sanchez. To you. He's yeah. working out. He's you know he's banging a, a bro, new chick. You know how much? How much it is? Because yo, his his ex wife married who married the school teacher. She just divorced. Him, yeah. And I mean, how much money did she Are have? You, you, you think she married a teacher without a without a prenup? They, they in there? said they there was a question of they had a financial agreement, and Bezos then she brought, looking in shape, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bezos oh, against wow. Musk. Yeah, he's he's got some some girth to him. Yeah, go to, see, go go to Musk. Thick. Musk on the what Musk on the boat when he he had the same sunscreen as uh, Michael. You can't as, say when a name? guy's wearing in his shorts, he's got guess, some girth. I, to him. I, <laughs> kinda, I guess he was. Just that was an awkward moment sorry. on the podcast. I guess he was wearing shorts. You guys, sorry, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Think, I didn't know what to say. He got some size. He got some. He's thick. He's thick. I feel like yeah. Because that's what pure comedy today's podcast went from. UFC. Musk is not in good shape, dude. Musk is not. But, yeah, but I think after and this, as good as after shape this as picture Bezos. came out, he started changing his act, though. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. Okay, so so, so so Bezos, Musk, who wins? You're saying Bezos? I'm saying as far as looking uh, as who's got the shape, who's, got, who's got the girth. Bezos is in better shape than, than yeah, Musk. Yeah, I stand corrected on that. Yeah. Okay. I, I thought Elon was a little bit so, more. Uh, so, then, so then let's put Zuck against Jeff, who wins? Bezos. Well, it's hard because Zuck, we've actually seen throw. That's what throw I'm saying. Oh, Zuck's thought. got youth. Zuck's 38. So, uh, yeah. Bezos is what, in his 50s? <laughs> I would go I would, Bezos. Five, I would go 56. Zuck. Ooh. Okay, so I guess the, the, the battle of the billionaires, battle Zuck's coming up. I love the battle of the billionaires. The battle yeah. of the well, billionaires. Zuckerberg would have like a little computer. He's a robot, dude. <laughs> they would upload some fighting shit like Matrix, and he'd beat the shit out of him. I, Battle of the billion, and they, Warren, Battle of the billionaires. Throw Warren Buffett in there. How do you think Warren what? Buffett does? Against <laughs> that, would, that would not be helping. Somebody he would, would be going to jail. Press yeah. conference. No, no, no. Somebody uh, would be going to jail. By the way, so you you were ranking the top current uh, uh, ten fighters in your division, right? I saw you doing the oh, top, yeah, yeah. and I think that you were doing that. In your opinion, who's the top five? You know, goats of all time. Like you know, mm. forget the weight, forget if they're retired, forget anything. Who's top five for you? This one's hard because I I am very conflicted on John Jones because yeah. of the the failed drug tests. I feel like once you've once you've failed a drug test, you somewhat pull yourself out of the goat talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like John Jones is the most dominant fighter of all time, with the asterisk of he has failed some drug tests. By the way, what um, drugs did he was he? I don't know. It was some kind of performance enhancement. Performance yeah, and yeah. I mean, I think that and I mean, he was he's openly parties. He's he yeah. Cocaine well, and I'm I'm not okay with that. Yeah, I don't neither. condone that. But yeah. that's but I also look at that separate from that's the performance from the actual, enhancers. Yeah. But you're helping in the, in the yeah. Um, I think the I think the best. Oh my gosh! <laughs> torso. <laughs> we lost control. This yeah. podcast. No, <laughs> the best fighter of all time is that whatever that yes, guy is. Go. Shit talker. Troll. That is hilarious. But, but hang on, guys. Keep going. So yeah. John Jones, John top Jones five. Won. Yeah. Well, with an asterisk. Yeah. But 
I would put over top over him would be George St. Pierre because of the way wow. he carried himself. Mm-hmm. He did have some losses. Like John Jones is essentially undefeated. He's never lost. He lost one fight by DQ. Um, the elbow in the face. The elbow oh, to, to Matt guys. Hamill. Oh, yeah, yeah. So painful. So he technically he lost, but he technically yeah. really didn't we had lose. GSP here. What six months? Yeah. Now? How long? Really? Ago yeah. GSP is to me Classy the guy. goat. Um, I think. Uh, oh man, you put GSP hard. at a Khabib. I do. Wow. I, I like that though. I like that. Well, I think just because G- I think GSP. I mean, maybe maybe it was because I shared the same weight class and at the same time as Habib, so I didn't look at him as much of a legend like yeah. I do. Like when I was coming up and I was in in college, I was watching George St. Pierre versus Matt Hughes and all of these other guys. And, and the sport has evolved obviously over the years. Um, Habib's strength of schedule compared to George St. Pierre's, I think they're. Pretty pretty similar, but I would put George as number one. I would I would put Habib as probably number two, Anderson Silva number three, and then um, I'm a DC guy. I love DC. You know, DC essentially only really lost to John Jones, and I think he lost to who else? Maybe one other fight. Cormier. He just, here, yeah, yeah, he just he just got into the He's, Hall of Fame too, right? Yeah, I mean, DC DC will be in my top five. Um, you got one more. Yeah, one more. Dang, I'm really, I'm really not out, good. Right? He took John out. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to take John out. John Jones, GSB, Khabib, Cormier, and you said Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, yeah. yeah. Silva. But, I, but, John, Silva. but John's not in there. John's not, not in there. What he's saying. I'm not John's putting out. John in. I can't. I can't right, put so John in, in, in mine. Oh, doggone! I don't know. Uh, honestly, JLP Sonnen. I love him. <laughs> no, I love no, I mean, he's from a, a from like greatest fighters of all time, from record and winning world titles and all that kind of stuff. But when it, when it comes to the full package of hey, showman, yeah, I mean, the, you, you could put like a Nate Diaz type of guy in yeah. there where it's like, hey, Diaz fights, we're watching. Who do you, you put know? as a showman? Showman outside. Connor's at the top, but who do you put Connor, after that? Uh, showman. Showman would be Chael would be number two. Diaz is number three. And Diaz Diaz is not a showman. Diaz isn't even trying to be a showman. He just looks like a showman to so many people because he that's is who he is. I mean, which, which is so great. Good good for him. He can just be authentically whoever he is. The young man, you know, like yeah. and like smacking people and you know smoking, throwing dope. water bottles at the, yeah, you know, you know, Connor's doing what he's doing. It's yeah, you gotta love those guys though, the Diaz brothers. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I, who's better out of the two brothers? Uh, well. I don't. I mean, Nick, Nick was great in his in his heyday, and Diaz became a huge, huge name, obviously because of the Connor fights, and then the last couple fights with you know Masvidal, and yep. he, he's Nate is now surpassed Nick, I believe. But Nick was for a long time he was he was Nick's little brother. That's all he was for a long time, and the now, gang it's, now leader, he's Nate Diaz. the gang leader is. You know, it's the older brothers. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not Nate. Yeah. So and, yeah, they call and, it the Nick Diaz army. Yeah, that's you know? right. Nick Diaz. You know, so like, and, and Nate still says that, which is cool. I love that. That is and cool. Let me tell you, I have two huh. sons. I love seeing their level of loyalty towards each other. There's yeah. something very uh, uh, special when you see how loyal they are to each it's other. It's like the Fat Joe thing you just posted. Kind yeah, of, right? that's right. Yeah, number two when he talks about K- uh, DJ Khaled. Yeah, the level of I know how to meals to be like a number two. Dude, when you're screaming like that, you got to prep us. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Malik passed out in the back. Malik is dead. He's yeah. on the ground He's in the out. back. <clears throat> okay, so the showman, we got the showman uh, in place. By the way, you know, uh, one thing about uh, uh, UFC, which, you know, I'm curious to know what, uh, what take you'll give on this one. Uh, in the NBA... 
if you were to ask politically where people are at in the NBA, you know, it's like 99%. When they say we're taking the, the voting day off to go vote, it's because everyone's voting one side, right? Yep. It's not that free for you to take whatever position that you want and what you're doing, right? MLB, I think it's pretty even, Stephen. People are to themselves. Nobody cares. I don't even think politics is an MLB, which is great yeah, because you watch baseball. Great. You just watch baseball. You don't know nothing about people's political you know, leanings where they're at. NFL got more political. Kaepernick, what he did. Rihanna now is apparently not doing a halftime Super Bowl because of Kaepernick. I don't know if you saw that or not, where she's saying no. She's doing it. But... She's doing it or she's not doing it? No, she, she's not she doing is. it. Why? What? Just, just or... look at the story. I saw she is or she's not. Something came up saying she is. Something came up. She's not. Maybe she is. If she is now, great. Um, but she wasn't going to because... I, I, there was something with Kaepernick that the conversation was that it's not going to happen. Uh, go to Kaepernick. If you type in Kaepernick, you'll see how... Uh, 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 go to stories. No, it's not. Is it that one? I just couldn't be <clears> a Celeriano. Once turned down Super Bowl halftime. Oh, she once, once turned, turned it down. down. Okay, and now wow. she's coming back yeah, to well, do it. Because they okay, said cool. she's the first billionaire to ever perform at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Great. Awesome. So it's great to see that taking place. But UFC, you know, and you, you've been to you've been to CPAC. I think you've been to. You've done some stuff. If you did that in the NBA, dude, you may be <laughs> traded to a Puerto Rican basketball league if you would <laughs> yep. do something like that. Or you, you'd be playing in, in Italy or something if you did that. Uh, 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 how how important do you think it is on the way Dana runs it where it's like, listen, to each his own. I don't care where you stand. Here's where I stand. And I don't care whether you like me or not. I think the other day was at Tucker Carlson. I want to say he spoke at the RNC. And it's as if he's bulletproof and they yeah. can't go after him. There's something about Dana that others can do what Dana does and they're being, you know, going through whatever they're going through. But not when it comes down to Dana. Do people behind closed doors say, look, man, you just don't mess with the guy because he's too connected? Is it the respect? Is it the way he handles himself? Why do you think UFC is left alone when it comes down to politics? Um, I think because I think because there is no politics in it for, for one right now. We can we are independent contractors. We can talk about, have whatever. We can talk about what we want, support who we want, um, talk about politics as much as we want. Talk about, you know, obviously you need to, with especially with the way today is, you need to watch yourself, what you say. I mean, you can't can't be over the top with things. But, I mean, we are all independent contractors, and a lot of us are, a lot of us come from very similar backgrounds when it comes to, you know, I mean, we, we I don't think most of us ever thought about becoming, you know, now you might have these younger guys, but, I mean, when some of these guys in the NFL, they've been dreaming about this since they were 11 years old, and they wanted the 60 million dollar contract and the 30 million dollar contract. They wanted to be playing for the Seattle Seahawks. I think a lot of us came from a, a place where it was like, "Well, I got into fighting, but I never really thought about making getting on a 30 million dollar contract, like kind of crazy money." Um, so I think we just all come from very similar backgrounds, um, and we are—I don't know—in we are individuals in an individual sport. And we are all independent contractors as well. So, Got it. Individual and in individual sports, and you're all independent contractors. Yeah. So, so I think there is a little bit more of uh, you know, there's we have a team. I have a great team here that I train with, but they're they're my team. But it's not like I'm playing for the Golden State Warriors. It's not like I'm playing for a team. You know. Yeah, but then I don't know would, if that answers your question. Yeah, but but then for me, it would be like if you're on the team. You know, you would need to be more diplomatic, you know, where they're not. They're more vocal versus UFC. It's kind of like, look, here's who we are. We're just, you know, 
they did the something with the flag, right? Where at one point you couldn't bring bring the flag. Something happened with the flag so situation. That, I don't know what that was. That just happened, and um, year and a half it, ago, fourteen months. Well, ago? it just happened during the during the Ukraine Russia right thing. You know, so I think essentially they essentially they knew there was going to be some kind of backlash. I believe, hey, if a Russian guy comes in carrying a Russian flag during this wartime, uh, or a Ukrainian comes in carrying, just a don't Ukraine, do it. No flags whatsoever, which was. Sad for me because I I love carrying the American flag, yeah. but I love that. But First once fight, again, yeah. what am I going to do? Yell at the equipment guy? No, it's not his fault. It was Dana's decision, or or it was WME's decision, or it was good Hunter's for decision, him. Whoever's to, decision to get those things early on to say we're going to keep this out. We're just going to fight. Yeah. But but yeah. here's the thing: he'll do that. There's no <laughs> flags, and then he'll go on Tucker Carlson and oh, like, hey, here's who I'm at. Here's where I stand. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you mean? Remember when Colby Covington won in 2020, and Trump called him while he's getting an interview. He looked like like a kid in Christmas. You guys, it, that was a, a. You didn't see this? You, yeah, remember? yeah. Kobe's a he big. He calls him and, he, and Trump guy. is like, dude, I watched the fight. It was against. Who was it? Who was it against? And he won. It was an insane fight, Mike. Yeah. And Trump called him while he's live on an interview, and it was just like talking about politics. I mean, the president of the United States called you to congratulate you. Well, no, I mean Dana brought Trump to a fight. I 100%. think Trump went to a couple. Oh, fights. Went, maybe they were one nuts. fight. Yeah, yeah, he was on the Air Force One together. Yep. And DeSantis <clears throat> was at the UFC fight in Jacksonville, yep, yep. and he showed up to the fight. But it's it's a bulletproof organization, uh, you know. And I think, again, to create that climate, it's not easy to do today. No, It's a very tough climate to create, but he's created that climate where he allows his players to fighters to do what they want to do, yet at the same time, they still follow a protocol. It seems like there is a protocol. And then you're still free. The protocol is just don't don't mess up. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't mess up. Don't get canceled. Don't say. I mean, there's there's been guys who have said certain things and, and gotten in trouble for what they have said. Yeah, you know. But they were they were out of line. Just like any. Just like if you're an artist, you can get you know you can say something and get in trouble. Just like if you're a uh, an athlete on one of these other things. I mean, I think you know you look at the NFL and and then you see you see the things that are printed on the NFL uh, on the. On, in the end zones, and you see they yeah. wearing things on their helmets and whatnot. I don't know if they were. Then there's a certain pressure to. Well, if I just want it to be blank, yeah. Do, do I get? Do I get? You know, looked down Judge, upon because yeah. I'm, yeah. you know it's. To me, that's it's. Uh, I mean, if they Dana would never do that. He would never say, "Hey, I really like this cause, so I'm going to make everybody wear this certain thing." You know, every now and every now and then, maybe something pink for breast cancer awareness or like something like that. They they do these different initiate initiatives and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to politics and Especially now, what what is what is the climate? It's just become so bonkers, yeah. and it's and it's the flavor of the week, and it continues to change. So, hey, what do you, you're going to implement something right now that's going to be different two weeks from now anyway, or it's going to going to be debunked or yeah. Yeah. proven to be false or whatever. You know? And then now now with the with the elections coming, uh, all uh, that crap that was happening back, it's going to start. It's revving up again, bro. Trust me. In two years, November's coming, but in in two years when the actual election happens, by or whoever's going to run Democrat. Republican, watch what's going to happen. But I tell you what, I don't think UFC is going to be affected by it. I don't think no. so either. I don't well, think UFC is going to be affected by it. UFC it, wasn't even affected by COVID. That's that's what I'm saying, bro. That's we, we were the only sport on television right. yes. for six months. You yeah. set the tone. That's it. He was, uh, he, and, and by the way, you got market share. Yeah. That's the point. Because, uh, you know, fans are sitting there saying, I need to see some kind of competition. I need to see competition. Show me something with competing. And you're watching these basketball games, you're like, all right, so he goes down and uh, scores a layup, and then yeah. he comes coming back. Okay, you know, like, oh, is there any fans screaming, booing? No, and they put these fake cutouts of faces. <laughs> and you could That's do scary. videos. I'm like, what, yeah. what? This is silly stuff. Yeah. Like, 
Adam, you, you're okay with this kind of stuff on what they're doing? And then NFL's playing in open arenas and oh, soccer. Remember soccer? You could hear every person speak. Very awkward. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear every yeah. nuance. You're Very the coaches. Awkward. It was weird. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I think a big part of it is the fact that Dana's not a coward. He doesn't bend the knee to no. the whims of anybody. What does yeah. Roger Goodell do? The first thing he does is bow to a knee and, and beg for forgiveness. Oh, right? Yeah. What does Adam Silver do? <clears throat> the same thing. You think Roger Goodell's players respect him? You think LeBron James res- uh, LeBron James respects Adam Silver? Of course not. Dana's fighters respect him, and they're smart enough not to say anything stupid. They're, they're smart enough not to get him in trouble and to listen to what he has to say because they respect him. And yep. Dana stays alive, and it's a bulletproof organization because he's not going to bend the knee. No matter what he does or what he says, right? he's not going to cower to these yeah. people. You 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 gotta you gotta love it. By the way, uh, Vinny and I are both a Syrian. What do you think about Benil Dariush? I think he's great. Good good fighter. He fights uh, October twenty second. Yeah. So they, he's on the that main card of the Islam versus Charles Oliveira. He's good. He's talented. Um, he's on a couple fight win streak. You know, I think it's between a lot of people would say between possibly me and him for that next title shot. If we both come out with wins, or maybe we have to fight each other to get the next title shot. Who knows? Same. But he's good. I think, that, I think that's he's another good, good fight. That's though. a great fight. Yeah, he's a Syrian. He's yeah. yeah, he's a Syrian from Iran. Yeah. And so, yeah. my, what's his discipline? Is he is he wrestler? Is he is <sighs> what is he? I'm trying to think. What, what, what is Benny? Benny? I know he's on the ground. I mean, he's, he's like jujitsu. Yeah, and all he, that. he's good in jujitsu. Oh, but, but he's good. He's but he's got no. He's, he's not. He's, 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 he's a fighter. But yeah. he's gonna if he gets a hold of you, it's like it's on the ground. It's like maneuvering. It's like with you once once you're on him. It's like it's that that would be a sick fight. That would be a sick fight. But you but you throw blows so. Yeah, When's the last I'm time trying. he fought, though? I don't know if he... he His last time he fought was... Um, I was on the card. It was it was May of last year, I believe. He, he fought time. Tony Ferguson. I, w- I fought Charles Oliveira. Let me yeah. let me ask you, scheduling-wise, why hasn't he fought for... Is it more he on him? He did get hurt. He got hurt. Okay. He was supposed to fight Islam, I think, in like April-ish or sometime this earlier this year. Islam and that, that fight, he got hurt, so that fight got scratched, and now Islam got the title shot, so... So now he's uh, Mateus Gamrod, I think he's fighting. Who's another guy who's kind of surging in from the outside the top ten mm-hmm. or around number ten. Your your you know category where you guys are at. There's a lot of beasts in your uh, yeah. weight class right now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, uh, final thoughts here on this before we wrap up. Uh, your friends with Woodley, your friends with Askren. You know everybody would say, "Hey, both of them took a dive with the fight." What you, you, oh. you seen? What, what, what oh, do you? The Jake Paul yeah, fight. the Jake Paul fight. What, what are your uh, thoughts on that? I I don't know. I honestly haven't talked to either of them about it. I don't think it's probably it's probably a sore subject for both of them. Um I don't think it was a a dive. I could be wrong though. No. I don't know. Well, watching Jake cuz now, you know, people were criticizing him first fight, second fight, third fight. You kind of like saying this guy kind of knows what he's doing and he's training and he's kind of do you think he's got a trajectory, or do you think Silva's going to expose him and it's going to be like, no, this is it, it's done with? I think he has a trajectory. I think he's very young in the sport. I think it it's still you can be you can be you can be somewhat critical of the fact that yes, he has not fought any high level boxers whatsoever, and also sing his praises that he does look pretty decent for a guy who is going out there and, and fighting. He's he can move. He he can move. He's got. Fast hands. He's bigger than I. He's much bigger than I thought. I didn't know how big. I've never seen Jake Paul. Did not doesn't follow him until these last you know couple of years and couple of fights. And you see him standing next to Anderson yeah. Silva, towering over Tyron Woodley, tire, towering over Ben. He's a bigger guy than I thought. Um, so he's big, two hundred something pounds. So I think uh, I still think Anderson Silva beats him. But I also thought Tyron would beat him. I thought Ben might be able to beat him. 
So and this is purely boxing. They're not they're not doing any MMA. Uh, but yeah. it, uh, is what's his name? Uh, Anderson Silva is not a boxer though, right? Uh, he's boxed a couple times now. He boxed uh, what Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Son. Son. The yeah. son. Which, which, by the way, he's at nasty. one point... He was nasty. Oh, no question yeah, about it. Yeah, he has it. hands, bro. Yeah. No he question bo- about He boxed Tito Ortiz. I just... Because I get it. They're, they're fighting older people that are, you know, done, and it's not even... They're not boxers. The the fact that they were they were hinting at going to the MMA, I would I would love to see them fight somebody in the MMA. Like, if they switch to yeah. UFC. Like, not UFC, but you know what I mean? Try to fight somebody that's going to put your hands on you. They, would, they wouldn't last... I don't think they would last 30 seconds in a fight. With like an MMA fighter, forget it. Mm. But that's everything: jujitsu, boxing, wrestling. They, there's nowhere to run in that cage, bro. I would, I would agree with you, but I would add a caveat to it. Okay, and here's what the caveat is: never bet against somebody with a big chip, man. Like if the, if the, there's a chip and the willingness to get in there and yes. you know improve, the, if, you, you know, so. There, yeah, there's so, certain people that that do really well with yeah, that chip. Yeah. There's certain people that love the fact that everyone's like thinking he's going to lose. Ninety percent right. of people, besides his couple, you know, not couple, his his large contingent of yeah. YouTube followers or whatever, all of us think he's not going to be good. He's going to lose to this guy. He's going to lose to that guy. He loves that. Both brothers are athletes. Yeah, you know, and some of the some of the best uh, people in the world in any business, they do well with you not thinking they can pull it off. Yep. Mm. They're weird like that. The average person is going to be like, yeah, maybe you do have a point. You're right. I don't think I can <laughs> yeah. beat them. Oh, shit, they're right. I'm not going to win this fight. And versus some are like, what did you say? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Can you record that video and put it on my screensaver on my phone? I want it to. Every time it rings, I want it to be his voice saying what he just wow. said right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And every time the phone rings, I don't think you can beat him. Hey, mom, what's up? <laughs> Why are you pissed, son? Yeah, yeah, because they said I can't beat him. Every time you come, honey, yeah. I just want to check on you. Is everything yeah. good? You yeah, know, so hilarious. I think Jake is in that camp, and I think his brother's in that camp. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see what's gonna happen there. I think it's gonna be a show. So uh, I, I talked to uh, the CEO of Speed. I talked yeah. to Speed, and Dan we were Rudy. having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. We, and I told him, I said, listen, really impressive guy, young yeah. guy. What he's done, where he's at, and now you're doing business. You got this right here. What is that? T- tell us, tell us about Cram. Cram. So the Cram is uh, the PB and J reinvented, sprouted, hundred percent sprouted, and fermented bread. I want yeah, one. Absolutely, want blackberry or strawberry? Or strawberry. I'm going blackberry. Which one is you that? Blackberry. My, yeah. So this is one? the beast. Which your favorite? Uh, one? I like them both equally, but this so this one has 19 grams of protein. That one has 13. What what's the, the flavor on that one? The black one? Yeah. Oh, it's cold. Blackberry. Yeah, oh, they're cold. Oh, blackberry so, and this yeah. is what? Are they in the, fridge? Just, strawberry. in the fridge? Strawberry. I'm gonna try this. Yeah. So we just launched uh, nationwide in sprouts. Did you try yeah. one already or no? So ASMR. And I know. Yeah, I know you got you got four kids, right? So it's like it's. It's like the old Uncrustable, except mm. much better, nu- more nutrient-dense, nutrient, nutrient dense 72 oh my God. mineral Yo, complex. And the fact that you don't have the crust on it. I don't like crust. This is mm. perfect. And actually, there, oh, is your wow. peanut butter a little bit frozen still? Bro, this yeah. is delicious. Mm. Well, yo, no you BS. just launched this? You literally just launched this. Yeah. So, well, we just launched in Sprouts. So, so my all... all- Act, all, all organic, all oh, this is this is amazing. Oh my god! It's like a peanut butter PB and J. I like that it's cold on the inside too. Yep, that well, is dope. Yeah, so they come frozen, and then it's actually I feel like they're kind of in, at that perfect moment where that peanut butter kind of tastes <laughs> a little bit like peanut butter ice cream. Yeah, dude. But you can also take them and you can thaw them out. You can throw them in your bag wow. on the go. Dude, this is delicious. And you also toast them so it's hot on the outside, dude. This a little is bit no cold joke. on the inside sometimes. I have not had a PB and J in years. But I'm yeah, back, baby. it's a. Hey, Strawberry or, uh... but Mike and I'm and I'm being I'm being dead serious. It 
if, if it was like, like a competition, and people like, all right, which one, which one is the protein one? Which is the I cannot tell the difference from this from a regular PB and J that somebody did put in the freezer and taste. Yeah. It doesn't taste like you added stuff in it to make it healthy. But this is this is off the chain, bro. Mm-hmm. This is dope. That's so, good. Yeah, I no, like no sugar added to the to the jelly because I was. I'm a father of two. I want my kids to wow. at least try to get some good nutrients in them when they can. So these are a perfect little snack for on the go. And and then even, you know, in my other other things that I'm doing. So Dustin Poirier's sure. got the hot sauce. Yeah. You got the PB and J. PB and J, baby. Wow. I love it. I ate the whole thing. I got a fitness app launching. I'm hungry. We got speed fit. We got a lot of stuff going on. You're hustling. You're you're out there hustling. And and you know what I try to do? We're going back to the UFC, one of the biggest pain points for the UFC is that every single fighter only relies upon their mm. UFC paycheck. Mm-hmm. So they are they are enslaved to that UFC paycheck, which then creates tension between them and the promoter. Hey, mm. fight me more. Give me more money. Where I want to be more of a self-starter and be a guy who can provide for my family outside of just mixed martial arts, just competing inside the octagon, because I'm going to hang those gloves up eventually. Right, that's and, the whole point. Is that eventually you're yeah. going to have to transition. Yeah, walk on, walk on fitness. My fitness app will carry me on into that, and cram and speed and some real estate stuff, and you know, I love it. And then one day, you know, when you get that 165 million fight, <laughs> then, <you're gonna> have- <laughs> <laughs> then I can almost make it. Because let me <laughs> tell you how fast it goes. You know how fast it's gonna go. <laughs> you're gonna be. Oh, you gotta live off the cram. All right. That one's gonna. That's so. They're gonna. Fucking, oh, oh yeah. God, I was just trying yeah. to make a small little analogy here. <laughs> and now they're and never it, gonna let, let you live that down. Dude, yeah. this is insane. How? No, I really, I really like it. I'm not. Do you have it. the link or you don't have the link? Put the it link. in the chat and also put it in the description. That is amazing. Guys, I, I dare you to go try it and order one, and you'll see how. At least the strawberry one I just had is amazing. I'm going to take that with me to the house for the family to try it. Uh, dude, you're exactly who I thought this interview was going to be. You're freaking awesome. That's, that's all I can tell you, man. I'm a, uh, I'm a guy watching you from the outside, from the perspective of uh, seeing how you're carrying yourself. Also a fan you know, while you're fighting, rooting you on, just want to see that vision become a reality, that journey you're on of one day, you know, standing as the champion. I think about that one clip with the, who's the uh, Hispanic guy? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, yeah. but one day. Uh, and, I hope, and I'm like, man, what a, you know, that yeah. feeling to say one day this is going to become a reality, that high yeah. to hold that up, not because of the checks or the payday, but the fact that it was part of your vision. And I think as a fan... I'm I'm looking forward to witnessing that day. And matter of fact, when that fight is set up, I'll be courtside wearing a walk-on shirt just to yeah, represent let's you. Go, you know, go? when I say courtside, I mean ringside, yeah, ringside. watching you too. And, and, then, and then I'm flying back with you to Florida. And we're oh, one the million right here. percent. Yes, one million percent. Five weeks from now, yeah, okay, November twelfth, okay. I believe is it is yeah. the day after Veterans Day. We're all going to watch. Veteran, where is it at? The, Madison Square Garden. We're all going to watch the fight at your house unless you're going there. On a private jet or yep. something like that. We'll be there. Wait, 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 wait. Why, well, why are you calling us out of this house situation? I'm just saying, I'm good. we're going to be there. Okay. Let's we'll watch what, what Mike Chandler doesn't put, I'm just saying, let's watch Adam, it together. Adam, we'll go half on the gas that's, on the jet. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fight I'm looking forward to. Oh, my God. Period. I can't wait. Anyway, oh, brother. So good. Thanks for coming out. This was Thank great. You. Really enjoyed Thank it, you, gang. Thank, Thank you, guys. I think the next one is tomorrow, tomorrow. morning at 9 a.m. We'll see you We're guys back here. piss off a lot of people tomorrow. It's going to be wild. Don't tell me about That one's going to be a little wild. But anyways, have a good one, everybody. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.